0: This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema And with me today, of course, is my dear friend Hans Who uh, suffered a tremendous loss this week uh, His computer decided to explode after a number of years Hans, you're, you're still configuring yourself there, it seems? Yeah, a little bit I'm using a 1995 uh, webcam,
1: I don't know if you can see it uh, I, look, I look very good today uh if my audio goes to shit i'm sorry there's nothing i can do <laughs> other than just throw this computer against the wall i don't think that would help either but yeah i'm just i'm i'm uh i'm struggling for now but uh it should be fine as long as i'm not, i don't have anything open Yeah,
0: you're struggling these days no you're thriving at the moment this is very vintage look this is very like vhs 16 millimeter but the webcam equivalent is very cool very j horror very the grudge
1: very MSN Messenger webcam conversation. Yeah,
0: you look like you're going to jerk off for me right now, Hans. Are you going to pan I mean. down, we'll see, oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Next up, we have Dakota Proctor, one of my favorite artists, very talented man. How are you doing tonight, Dakota?
2: I am Fantastic. Great to chat about some Elvis?
0: Yes, it's very good to have you back on. We always have such difficulty scheduling the shows with you because we're trying to narrow down what we're going <laughs> to cover. That Hans doesn't want to cover it. And then it's just like the time isn't there. Hans is still... Hans, you don't have to mute yourself while, while we're chatting here. You can defend yourself. <laughs> Next up, we have the Slothman, the, uh, the former now host of Drunk on Movies and slothcast, How are you doing tonight, Anthony Sisko?
3: I'm doing pretty good, thank you for having me. Thank you very much.
0: Your show came to an end this week after a terrific run. You never see that with podcasts. You never see a dignified ending. It's always one co-host disappears and then gets dragged out for several episodes and then eventually it's just put out of its misery.
3: Yep, TCB, baby. (laughs) <laughs> it was uh it was a it was a good way to uh to exit and um uh, I think it was a good movie to exit on and we did Rio Bravo and I think um you know um there there is a, a myriad of reasons why uh, the show decided to I uh, decided why to the show
0: must on. go on. Slot cast season 3 in the works. You heard it here for, for first folks. <laughs> uh That's right exciting stuff uh all right and last but certainly not least we have a dear friend of mine we have a very talented musician somebody whose music video i recently directed and will drop july 29th if i'm not mistaken we have mario cuomo here so Mara, how are you doing tonight you're still on mute by the way
4: (laughs) i'm great i'm great and i'm having a fucking amazing summer that's
0: what i'm doing i'm very happy to hear that and you also had um the music video for punch drunk drop recently as well uh, along with yes. the single which is uh an amazing track just an awesome track to listen to thank you very much so. how has all that been going so far good it's getting
4: a good amount of uh plays and hopefully the uh keeps spreading
0: hopefully it keeps up yeah absolutely and i mean it feels perfect to have you on I mean, it's it's kind of coincidental because we're talking about like, well, well, what can we do to get you back on the show? What's the the topic going to be? Is it going to be biopics? Are we going to talk about uh, musical biopics? And we're going to talk about maybe Control, which is one of the most depressing uh music musician biopics around about ian curtis the lead singer of joy division yeah i still gotta watch it well maybe we'll we'll cover that as like a follow-up to this show but i couldn't imagine like a more contrasting film Mm.
1: what happened to him did he have a nice life did he have like a fun happy life no he hung himself (laughs) i (laughs) legit don't know all right
0: Well, sounds like my type of movie. (laughs) Well, tonight we're not going to be talking about people who hang themselves. We're going to be talking about Elvis, a man who loved pills, a man who really dented the culture. And of course, who, you know, you, you think about, well, who's going to helm Elvis? Who's the right man to helm Elvis? And back in 1979, they thought John Carpenter was the man to helm Elvis. And now in 2022, the man to helm Elvis is master Baz Luhrmann of Moulin Rouge, of Romeo and Juliet, of uh, Strictly Ballroom, of Australia, The Great Gatsby. Yeah. All the hits. Hans, you're not a fan of Baz Luhrmann, right? <laughs> no. Uh,
1: I, like, I like the spectacle of his movies because everything is very flamboyant and big, but then it just feels like a nice coat of paint on a piece of shit <laughs> you know so uh so i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a huge fan uh i did enjoy this more than i thought i would but um uh, i'm disappointed by the fact that the scene where elvis dies in the toilet was not shown <laughs> uh, uh, so, how, dare uh how dare you how dare you that's a minus for me there that, that took a couple of stars off mm-hmm. uh but yeah
0: uh, how about how about you Anthony do you have any particular thoughts or feelings about the work of Baz Luhrmann
3: Yeah I have to say that I do not um I I do not like Baz Luhrmann I I tr- I try to watch uh Moulin Rouge when it came out I couldn't mm-hmm. get through it I tried to watch Great Gatsby and I was like why is everything moving so fast mm-hmm. but I f- but this movie was totally appropriate I th- think that he is a Uh, uh, Elvis fan and this is a fan film if anything it's a it's a movie made by an Elvis fan for Elvis fans I think
0: what about you Mario do you have any familiarity with the rest of the work from Baz Luhrmann or was this your first uh stab at his his directing
4: uh I did enjoy Romeo and Juliet quite a bit.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah,
4: sorry. And uh they made us watch that in school, which I, I liked when they put that on. And,
0: what uh, what class had you watch that? that? <laughs> Was that art? No,
3: they they, See, showed that words, class, yeah? they showed that in my class too. They showed that in my
4: English class. Well, English
0: mm. class.
4: Yeah, Jesus. they would like rotate uh Romeo and Juliet or Big Fish. They would just go back and forth. <laughs> Big fish. Wow. Oh, I, it fish. made me hate Big Fish. But uh <laughs> I like that movie a
1: lot. So they wanted you to be—they wanted to be either horny or sad. Is that—is
3: that, is that yeah. what was going on in your school? Yeah,
4: because that's what we—you are in high school, you
3: know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's crazy how much that like Leonardo DiCaprio is so much hotter in that movie than like than Claire Danes. Like he's beautiful in that. That was that was peak DiCaprio. Yeah, he, he just got more bloated from there. And Claire <laughs> Danes looked grape, like rape, right? Claire Danes looked grape like a, like like she was a hillbilly, like well, three feet.
0: She was the aqua girl on My So Called Life. She was never like yeah. the pretty girl, right? Yeah. So you could have had
3: Kate Winslet in there. That would have been. Mm-hmm. I think British too. People like to acting.
0: misremember that she was the girl in that film because they've worked together so many. You know, she's got a very awkward Oscar speech where her son and her husband are in the audience, and she thanks. Leo for helping her get there and yeah. It's very cucked. Uh hey Dakota, what is your experience with Baz Lerman's work?
2: Yeah, I uh I was definitely a big theater in high school. I was you know, hanging out with theater kids and I just have always had a you know penchant for playing the devil's advocate. So I would just say Mulan. The movie Bruce, with Al Pacino
0: and Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves that movie when they're a kid.
2: But uh, this one, this one, uh, I didn't see Great Gatsby, but I saw uh, this one really felt, um, you know, I think you take it for granted how like there's eight montages, like everything Baz Luhrmann, I think does well, like worked well in making something that had a pretty normal biopic kind of elevated, you know, like I, Mm. I, I left and I was like, you know, this, you know, I saw it with a friend and, you know, they're like, that was like Walk Hard, you know, and Walk Hard, you know, is a parody. but. I feel like this transcended sort of that biopic trope, even though it had literally all of them in it, you know, but I, I, overall, I don't love Baz Luhrmann, but I did like the Romeo and Juliet. I haven't seen it in years.
0: Yeah, that is a 90s staple, his Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Aside from that, and I mean, Baz Luhrmann is one of these maximalist directors that I appreciate the effort of, but I don't know if... Uh, his movies are ever worth the sum of their parts. And I felt that way with Great Gatsby where his style overwhelms the material of Great Gatsby. So that is hardly a Great Gatsby film. It's a Baz Luhrmann, uh, roller coaster, a, a tourist attraction. Uh, and with this film, it feels appropriate for it. It feels like he's measured a little bit. I feel like the trailers are more Baz Luhrmann than the movie itself which is not to say that uh his fingerprints are not all over this Elvis film but uh it's probably him at his most restrained in the 21st century.
3: It's been 10 years you since kick- he's done a movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Really like a like a like a uh a dream kind of movie. It's like a um like you don't know what's happening and it takes about maybe 25 half an hour to get in to the rhythm of it.
4: Yeah. And, and yeah.
3: the beginning and the end are so kind of strong that the middle, I, you almost forget what's what's happening in the middle. And I like that. I kind of liked it because I, I didn't go stone, but it's a movie that if you do <laughs> smoke weed, you should smoke weed before seeing it because you'll get scared and then you'll like start laughing. Like it was very giggly. I, 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 like at a certain point, I just let myself go with it and go like, okay, this is what this is. And it wasn't going to be Ring of Fire. And like you said, it was kind of like walk the line, know oh, I'm sorry, it's was like uh, walk hard, uh, or sorry, walk the line, not Ring of Fire. Um, it, it wasn't so serious like uh, walk the line, which I think is appropriate for someone like Johnny Cash. But with somebody like Elvis, who you're, you're never going to know, you're never going to touch. The guy's, he's the king, he's the myth, he's the American God. Like you'll never be able to touch this person or even know him. And so everything that you see in this movie is basically everything that everyone already kind of knows. And so he's not trying to show you like the dark side of Elvis or like the, you know, the, you know he's, he's not trying to go there with you. He's trying to give you the impression that it felt to see him live, to see him perform. And to see his little clips that you can find on YouTube and interviews and stuff, and just get an essence of him, because that's all anybody could ever know.
2: There's a really cool aspect of like him not even talking to Elvis for like, like probably twenty minutes. You know, I was like, I turned to the person I, I saw it with, and I was like, "You notice they haven't talked yet, you know?" And like, you're seeing Elvis from the back, and it is very dreamlike in that way. And um, yeah, when they finally do speak, it's in the mirrors, you know. And there's a lot. Uh, that that first the first act into the second act is extremely strong, especially with like mixing in the sort of more uh, contemporary soundtrack. You know, it does feel very like schizophrenic almost. Uh,
0: it was so kind bad. of weird
1: when when they played a hip hop song when it's supposed to be the fifties. Well, have you not seen Baz Luhrmann's work? That's, that's what he does.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, he's trying to convey sort of the black, the black kind of culture that Elvis was hanging out around. It wasn't of... hip
1: hop though. It was still black music, just not. Yeah, hip-hop. well, he's making. I mean, kind of yeah, yeah.
3: He's making <laughs> he was, some could sort have done of funky,
1: some kind of soul, some He jazz had to make some kind but... of
3: connective tissue with what movie. was going on yesterday, which, what, which, with what is going on today, which Have you can't really Lil do. Lil B. Lil like Uzi Vert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got Lil B
1: on an Elvis yeah, movie. Yeah, like, uh, well, first, uh, the first thing I want to thank is uh, slotlights.com, because that's, the, that's <laughs> who brought the movie oh. for me. Um, this is something that, because I, I was only able to watch a cam. Uh, the movie's not coming out here until the 15th of July. So I, I could only watch a cam that had some type of asian subtitles two different kinds at the bottom so it was was like don't you
0: have the screenshot you sent me just Uh, pull that up on the screen right now if you unless it'll kill your computer
1: uh, yeah i i brought it not oh you you can if you if you could i i haven't dabbled in
0: screen share yet so i don't know i'm nervous
1: uh, so it was that and then the audio was not great it's it's (laughs) So I had to really pay attention to what they were saying, so that I could figure out if he even sounded like Elvis. Sound awesome. uh, There's also commercials in the middle of it where a, a black guy just comes and he's like, "He does this." <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> it's just like, what is that part? Of- uh, no, that what was movie? that
0: no, was part just- of it. That was, yeah. uh, you know, they were hinting <laughs> at the future, his influence on yeah. on black people. Yeah, uh, that's the worst way to watch this movie. By the way, that's yeah. uh, unspeakably. Not not the way to watch Elvis, which is a complete nutter visual, audible yeah. spectacle.
1: And, and and it's a shame because I did like uh, some of the elements that he was using the the split screen to show yes. audience yes. and yes. show yes. him. I really liked that the small animated segment at the beginning where I think he was telling his early life story or something like that. Uh, so I was enjoying the the how flamboyant it was. I did feel like. It stopped being a Baz Luhrmann movie for about 20 minutes in the middle of it because none of that was present. Uh, it, it, it was more like a straight-up movie for that, but then at the end, it, it kind of became his movie again. So uh, maybe, I don't know, I feel like maybe you could have cut 20 minutes of it and not make a fucking two-and-a-half-hour movie <laughs> when you don't even show him dying. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. So slot, what is it?
0: Slot- <laughs> <Something> <laughs> casino. We should Spotlight get sponsored by them. Casino. That's who we got to get instead yeah. of this fucking surf shark business, uh, where nobody's signing up for that. Cause everybody uses Nord. Uh, are, were any of you guys actually legitimate Elvis fans before going into this movie, Mario?
4: Yeah. Honestly, I was more of a, uh, I went the Roy Orbison route mm-hmm. when I was growing up. I liked Roy a lot more, but now, uh, this movie got me fucking jacked up, dude. Like I've only been listening to Elvis. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, like that's my Spotify
0: I'm, playlist currently. Just I'm Elvis number that. one hits.
4: So he's you know he's still inspiring. Uh, what well, about Elvis, you,
0: Elvis?
3: Anthony? Is the kind of guy Elvis is the kind of person like like the kind of artist like that, that you think you know everything, and then you'll find some compilation with some other tracks on it. Like he's always got a song that 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 keeps you going it's like these little breadcrumbs and if you listen to just like the hits and stuff it's like you get those get played out really fast but there's all of these other songs that he did that that will keep bringing you back in and you'll just listen to that song like 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 just set like 18 20 times in a row there's a, there's a song called when it rains it really pours I was just listening to, there's another song on the album, A Date with Elvis, that came out in 1957 called I Want to Be Free. It's just like there's always, his greatest album, in my opinion, if you want to listen to a a good solid just all the way through, is his 1969 album, From Elvis in Memphis. That's got um, In the Ghetto, Suspicious Minds. Hell yeah but it's also got uh, Kentucky rain. It's got, I mean, the, the whole, the whole album from start to finish is a whole R and B country, um, orgasm. It's, 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 I think it, he was the most proud of that, that album. You know, what I really liked about this, about the movie was that he was, this is part of the beat, sort of like the structure of it is that he is that you're, you're locked in, in this almost like citizen Kane style with Tom Hanks, Mm. As uh, Colonel Tom Bar- Parker, and you're you're stuck with him, and be- and that's like that's how you know Baz was a big fan because he he's like I'm gonna make you be stuck with this guy, just like Elvis was. This guy was in Elvis's life from when he was very young until he like almost till he you know basically until he died, and he's a, he's a person that's kind of vile and kind of like he's real sort of Machiavellian. And, and, um, I like that you're stuck with him. And I also love that part you're talking about when they finally talk and, and, uh, then they, they take that, that merry-go-round or that, 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 uh, that wonder wheel trip. And he, and he like organ, you know, he basically gets them to be stuck up there until he makes that deal with the devil. And I really love the the myth-making of it.
2: We can be really great, Mr. President.
1: One of the (laughs) the things that was very annoying to me is that me, as a fat actor myself, (laughs) (laughs) the, the fat representation in this movie was horrendous. They just put a horrible clump suit on Tom Hanks, and then at the end, <laughs> Elvis also looked like a clump, uh, especially against the, the real footage that they also showed. Ooh, yeah. that, that just that looked really bad. So as a, as a, a fat actor, myself, i very it, outraged by that. It, I don't it, feel I was represented.
3: Bad there it, there <laughs> yeah. were angles where it looked bad, but there were also angles where, and this happened throughout the whole movie, there were certain angles that they got of him, certain shots of Butler where he looked just, I don't even know what I'm watching. He yeah. transcended. He completely, yeah. that, he turned into Elvis. Yeah. That, last, that last shot when he's doing Unchained Melody, he does look really fucked up. But at a certain, <clears throat> but, but there's a certain shot where you're like, actually, he fucking looks just like the guy. He looks mm-hmm. just, he, just like him right there when he's making it's certain gross, faces. But then when he wasn't, I was like, yeah, he looked like a fucking clump suit. <laughs> yeah. they,
0: they really held off on uh, layering up the fat and the really uh, late life final days Elvis where even on the you know the tarmac and he's meeting Priscilla uh, he's supposed to be like old and out of shape it's supposed to be what like a year away from his his death but he still looks good he's still like Austin Butler as Elvis from only like the timeline a couple of years before that they don't really they save it for that last performance which I think is a uh, strategically smart as opposed to what Father Stu did which is now, one-third of the movie is going to be Fat Mark Wahlberg, and he's going to be wow. oinking in the church, uh, dying. So that was I wonder a, a if this is the
1: only, the only show on the internet that's still talking about Father Steve.
0: <laughs> no. Catholic Twitter won't shut the fuck up about Father Steve. They hate this <laughs> movie, by the way. Was, <laughs> all right. So, Andy, you and I were talking about this not long uh, before arranging this show. The original, the original complaint or, or one of the original complaints with a lot of like people – was that Austin Butler doesn't look like Elvis. He wasn't masculine enough to be Elvis or something. Do you think this is just all unfounded because it was Baz Luhrmann helming Elvis and Baz Luhrmann's a I, flamboyant director?
3: I think Baz Luhrmann's gay, right?
0: Well, he's a married man with children, Anthony. What are you talking he really? about? Yeah. He gets
3: yes. It all out of the screen. He signals gay to me, dude. Well. And, the, and, and all I'm saying is, all, and I, and I, it looked like a movie made by a gay man. Because like the shirts that they put him in are like mesh shirts. I'm, like he didn't wear really like mesh shirts. He wore like s- like tight fitting clothes, but I never saw any like floral pattern. You can see his nipples. Like you can't <laughs> in this.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like. Wait, so you're saying that he didn't dress like a
3: hooker from the red light district? I'm saying he. I think I'm saying he dressed like a flamboyant black man, like right. in the style of how black men dress, even up until this day. You know, he grew up around uh, black people. He went to black churches. He hung out on Beale Street. So he he adopted black styling. My best friend is black. But I I, I, I actually uh, agreed with the people, the naysayers at first. Like, this is fucking bullshit. Doesn't look like the guy. And I think it's an impossible task to try to look like Elvis. That guy is still pretty even pictures of them. I was watching the documentary. If you want to sort of primer it before you see this movie, you don't know anything about Elvis, uh, there's a documentary on HBO called Elvis Presley, The Searcher. And I would suggest if you don't know anything about him to watch that documentary first because that'll give you the serious shit that you want to see before you see this because this movie's not really, it's not a serious movie. It's like a, it's an homage. And um, um, you can't, you'll never find anybody who looks like Presley? You'll never find him. Like it'll, it's it's an impossible task to reach. I know Kurt Kurt Russell tried it. I know Don Johnson did it. Um, they they don't they don't reach it. Maybe Val Kilmer, but you never seen him Not except now. for Shadow and True Romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but no, I sure. I think I think it's an impossible task. But I and I think that the only way to do Elvis is to do an imitation. And so when, when, when Butler is speaking, he's kind of doing a subtle imitation. Um, but w- where his performance really stands out is when he is doing the music. Like he did the music, his voice is like really good. His voice, if they, I saw this video on YouTube about his voice, how it changed from like when he, when he was in just Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and just yeah. like a, to, to now. And his voice is like super deep. Now he fucking destroyed his throat just for this. And I think that is like totally, when I saw him perform, it was transformative. I thought it was an, an excellent uh, performance, but I don't think, I don't think um, he, he would be able to reach uh, that, I guess, masculinity or his essence. Cause that motherfucker was cool. I mean, unless you're hanging out with black people for like a decade you're not gonna get that type of uh energy about you.
0: Yeah. Damn, so I got that energy, Cisco. Because I yeah, lived with projects for eighteen years. That's- yeah, you do. Hell you yeah. do,
3: you do. I think I think someone commented on your perfume nationalist, uh, your appearance saying that the guy sound the guest sounds hot.
0: Guest sounds hot, that's right. Uh, I think her name was Marie or something. I think we got some Is good that- good listeners from that that one it- little show, yeah. Is that why you have rosy cheeks right now? Because you're hot? No, I'm just I'm I'm flushed. I'm blushing over the compliments here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Um, so we're talking a lot about Austin, but I think he killed it in this role. And uh, as far as like the the lack of lip syncing goes, you take a look at something like John Carpenter's Elvis, which is a two hour forty five minute television movie, and it it, it it I for me anyway, and maybe it's not fair having seen this Elvis film first. But Kurt Russell just feels like an impersonator, like a Vegas impersonator. And the lip yeah, syncing yeah. is very, very obvious. But again, that's 1979. We're comparing that to 2022. It's not exactly fair. But Did you is... know, trivia,
3: did yeah. you know, Kurt Russell did the voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump?
0: No, I did not know that. That's very interesting. They
3: brought him in to do the voice of Elvis for Forrest Gump.
0: They also. So brought he's him- like, "Hey
3: man, show me that thing again." When he's got <laughs> the braces on his legs, mm-hmm. his in- that was Kurt Russell's voice.
0: Nice. Well, he also comes back for what was it, three thousand miles from Graceland with Kevin Costner? That yeah, piece of shit, yeah. nineteen ninety nine. Was it a heist movie or something? Were there Elvis impersonators?
3: Yeah. I thought. I thought you know, it's like a great premise, but such a shitty execution. I bet. Like, I didn't answer your question about the Elvis thing. I've been an Elvis fan since I was a little kid, and there was steps of my Elvis thing where it was like. I, I, w- I grew up, I, I wasn't allowed to listen to what I want to listen to in the, in the car. So I listened to oldies. And so Elvis was always on. And then as I got older, I got into Andy Kaufman. And Andy Kaufman was a huge Elvis fan. So I became an Elvis fan because I wanted to be like my idol, Andy Kaufman. And mm-hmm. then I stopped listening to Andy Kaufman because of um, the... Uh, Sorry, sorry, stop with Elvis because of a little less conversation remix that JLX did for the fucking uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's yeah. Eleven. Terrible... Wasn't it Slim? No, I it was, it was a JL... five... JLX. Oh. oh. Um. Anyway, that, that was it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, wear, so... Did
2: you wear makeup actual Elvis, or was that a, was that a movie
3: thing? Uh, uh, Kurt Russell? Or...
1: Elvis, like
2: Elvis,
3: Elvis. Did Elvis, Elvis, wear eyeliner. Oh he, yeah, he did, and he also dyed his yeah. hair. He was born blonde. Okay, <sighs> I did oh,
0: not wow. know it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, have any of you guys checked out uh, Elvis's filmography? I I didn't know until this movie that he was supposed to be in A Star Is Born uh, instead he, he of Chris Christofferson.
3: He was. He was also supposed to be in Real Bravo, which oh, wow. is the last show that we did, and it was going to be that uh, you know they end up using Ricky Nelson. And, uh, it was supposed to originally be Elvis, but the, the, the exact thing that you, th- you would think happened, which was the colonel asked for too much money. And he also asked for top billing to Howard Hawks and John Wayne. And they were both Aww. like, fuck that. Damn. And so two months before, uh, they were going to, uh, schedule to, uh, uh, shoot the movie, um, Elvis ships off to, uh, to Germany when he joins the army. Oh, wow. So- Could you imagine what that... Have you ever seen Rio Bravo? If you can imagine what that movie would have been with Dean Martin, John Wayne, and fucking Elvis Presley, it would have... It, it, I mean, it's already one of the best movies ever made, and Ricky Nelson does a goddamn great job, and he's a pretty-looking motherfucker too, and a damn good actor, if I, should, if I uh, would say so myself, but with Elvis Presley, he was a good actor, actually. Elvis Presley was a good. His favorite movie that he did was King Creole. Did you ever see that movie?
0: No, I'm actually not familiar with any of Elvis's acting. I've downloaded a couple of his movies since, but I have not uh, yet in, indulged in them.
3: King Creole was directed by the guy who did Casablanca. Okay. So, so it, this, this is like a prestige picture at the time. And it's a great soundtrack, and uh, I, I would suggest um, he, he was the most... That was his proudest work as, as an actor so i would suggest that you check that out
0: um, i uh, i will those. uh so you know we've been talking a lot about the acting of austin butler of elvis presley but tom hanks mm. tom hanks now <laughs> this is a this is a very uh, peculiar performance uh dakota what was your feeling on tom hanks deciding to do- so this is something they love doing nowadays and you know what mass state lottery is actually guilty of this too where you ugly up an actor and you cover them in latex and make them into this hideous monster. And then that's part of the, the role. Uh,
1: Yeah. I wasn't 40 pounds heavier. I I'm just wearing a fat suit. so If I look different,
2: (laughs) it's because of that. I've never seen you from the neck down, Hans. I have no idea what your heart looks like. All right. Well,
1: Nobody in the world would have the impression that
0: you're fat, Hans, if you just (laughs) shut up. Because your face is very normal size, no Hans one thinks you're a rotund very
2: man. I'm about his, uh, his appearance, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of these. We got, we got, was tw- upset about people. a bald actor or a fat actor? It's always hurting your feelings.
0: <laughs> Diabetic actor,
3: <laughs> we, got, we got 22 people. We're just on the we're, nice, we're
0: just very two, nice.
2: We're just two lonely boys, Mr. Presley. We're just two lonely boys and the. In the I loved it. His voice was hilarious. I mean, I yeah. don't know what the fuck it was, but I, I was laughing. You know, it's a, the penguin kind
0: of. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. you're touching on something that kind of does elevate this movie more, which is that the performance is bad. It's not a good performance, but there's something like so distinct about the performance and cartoonish that – that just adds character to this movie, I, and I, I think would, elevates the
2: profile. I was just a little boy from West Virginia. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, get no, I,
3: see, see, see. I, I think it was a great performance. I, because I, on don't know on, where he's on, from, on he's a citizen,
2: so his, his accent could be from anywhere.
3: You know. Yeah, on, on, on contrary, I I, 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 think that Tom Hanks is a is a good actor. I think that you know. I, I think that. Um, the whole Epstein Island thing is weird. Oh, but, settle but settle I, down with the
1: hot takes there, Anthony. Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, did not, you know, they want to hate on Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is an incredible actor. He's an, he's an amazing actor. And he's a theater actor. And what you see is a theatrical performance. And what this movie is is very theatrical. Yeah. Here okay? comes if the if anything this movie is. Yeah. And, I, I, and actually, Dakota, you do a great impersonation. I couldn't do his impersonation in this movie. I wanted to get uh, a but, little bit. I, I thought just, he was great just,
2: in it for this podcast. I thought that would tie yeah. it together, kind of just a little. But uh, God, yeah, no, I thought it was. I mean, he's the main character, I guess. You know, Elvis. Yeah. Doesn't, Elvis doesn't. I mean, that, the, the structure of this movie is really interesting. You know, he's talking about the love, and you know, there's sort of like meta aspect of this where you know, I guess the audience is maybe the main character in a way that maybe it's swearing sort of like Wolf of Wall Street, where you're looking at what fame does and what addiction of fame does? Through a third person. But, you know, ultimately it's like Tom, you know, no one killed Elvis more than the circumstances around him. And, yeah, there were a lot of people who played parts in, you know, where he got. But ultimately, I mean, I, you know, I perform... You know, I think we all perform and I think that sort of weird disconnect between like getting likes on posts or whatever it is, is is, is what this movie was about. And it is intoxicating. And I mean, yeah, I'll be 30 next year, but I remember you know, when I was 18, you know, that was just, if I had been in that position, I probably would have lost myself to pills or whatever. You know, and I think that's ultimately what this movie is about. And it does, it is like a high. It gets more sobering as it goes on. It becomes more you know, once that once the once the uh, curtain comes down on it, it's starting to kind of unravel like, well I know where this is going, but you know, it's it's necessary. And you mm-hmm. know, yeah.
3: Yeah, yep. that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. That's well beautiful, yeah. Uh
0: as far as Tom Hanks goes, so apparently what I've since learned since seeing this movie. Is just to add to the sort of uh, strange alien nature of this character. Uh, apparently, the real Colonel Tom Parker did not sound at all like Tom Hanks in this movie. He just sounded like a regular guy. He just sounded like a normal well, he, he man. He was
3: putting it on. Mm-hmm. Did he use the term "snow jobs" in real life? Yeah, he, he was, well, he was he was putting on <laughs> he he was putting on an act. He was performing the whole time. So I don't know why they chose to to make him sound like he he actually sounded but when in in interviews and stuff he's always putting on like an accent he was completely he was completely fake
0: Mm. do we know why he ran away from where was it norway or sweden one of these denmark the netherlands yeah what did he kill somebody
3: who knows maybe he was maybe he's a fucking nazi who knows
4: do you know if this was always supposed to be a summer blockbuster, or if this was like because it got pushed with COVID and everything? Uh, like, could it have been a Christmas movie originally? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh,
0: I think that's possible, especially if they had faith in uh, an Oscar run. You know, yeah. but they, you know, I think there was a sign that they were pleased with this movie because they immediately cast Austin Butler in Dune Part Two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> long before drive, which is usually a good sign for a film. Um, you know, they wound up losing Maggie Gyllenhaal as Elvis's mother and Rufus Sewell as his father. And I think it's for the better, in my opinion. I I think uh, the the two who they got to play Vernon Presley and um, his mother's first name isn't coming to mind at the moment, did a very solid job and didn't really take you out of what was being set there, that relationship, because Austin Butler's not a particularly familiar actor to most people. We know him from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know him from Yoga Hose, which is a horrible Kevin Same. Smith movie from 2016. <laughs> um, and a
4: little show called Zoe 101. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Humble Wait, Beginnings. Who, who was he on Once
3: Upon a Time? Uh, text. Tex. Tex Watson. Oh, right. Okay. I'm as real yeah. as a d- I know, a lot yeah, of range. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think those guys would have just chewed up the – they would have just mm-hmm. eaten it up. It would have been like, oh, God, Maggie Gyllenhaal is so fucking irritating. <laughs> Sucks. Uh, I, I, I was a little worried about his casting because he
1: felt very American Horror Story type of actor to me yeah. uh, when I first saw him just because I wasn't familiar with uh, who he was. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think it was really good in this. Um, not, not sure I agree with the Tom Hanks thing, <laughs> because it did kind of take me out of the movie a couple of times. Just like, what, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, but <laughs> I, I was surprised by, by what's his name, Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Uh, because he did a really, really good job. at, at I guess impersonating uh, Elvis, uh, and it did, it did feel like it was him, even though you know he he doesn't
0: necessarily look like Elvis much. So killed it. Uh, Hans, do we have anything going on in the chat? By the way, we've got a steady stream of about twenty-five people hanging out with us tonight. Apparently,
1: uh, we're we're streaming against Metacore, so that's Mr. Cool. Metacore streaming. Just, and yeah, I just Barry. told them. I just told them to post a link to the stream onto Metacore's chat. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. If we're
0: really competing with Mr. <laughs> Metacore, though. He does a very different thing than what we're doing here. Anthony, do you know anything about Aaron
1: uh, Elvis's twin brother? Because uh, Prag Magic here says, do they go into his twin brother Aaron dying in the womb and his psyche about being haunted about that? Yeah, briefly. There's a great book about yeah, it.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, well, there's this good. There's this great book here I was going to tell you about is uh, Last Train to Memphis, which is a. Uh, you're gonna you going to be you strategic this. with this one.
0: Now you're disappearing.
3: There you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> Last Train to Memphis is a great book. Um, this is by Peter Guralnik. Um They did, they did touch on it uh, about look at the moon. She says, right to to him to look at the moon, and that's that's Aaron up there, and that's right before we even get to meet him. That Aaron's up there looking down at you, and that was the thing that um, he died. Uh, I think it was during childbirth. Yeah, and Elvis lived.
1: And the Roe versus weight, am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, uh,
3: the, whole, the whole thing was that um, he had the strength of two men. And so they touch on that a bit. Now, the, I, I want to talk about one thing is that, is, is what happened on, I've read this article from fucking Rolling Stone, nonetheless, called like the many cancellations of Elvis. And where they talked about how, his, how he stole from black people, cultural appropriation. And um, we'll get into the other thing in a second. But let's just start one by one. They said that he stole from black people. And uh, and, uh, originally, about maybe 20, 30 years ago, they they said he was racist. Mm. And they were saying that, I think, back in the 60s as well, which was dispelled because he grew up with black people. And he went to black churches. So how the fuck is he racist? And put Jack Harlow
4: in jail right now. That's right. Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) The other thing is that... uh, so so when he's talking about this music that he's playing and, like, the the thing that he stole music is that when you look at musicians and music and you go back to that time, you go even further back before Elvis, right, or while Elvis is, like, being born, like, in the 1930s, you got, like, these black musicians playing these blues, playing this blues music that we all know. And um, the thing about blues was that you know, the, the sort of libtard history of blues music is that it came from the fields of the slaves picking cotton and singing these songs. But the but the the fact is is that uh, those were like some of
0: those were gospel. songs. Are we gonna get your picking any voice on this show, Anthony? Yeah, you
3: gonna get the uh, picking
1: voice if you wanna do it. Well, but Masa, uh, well, my guitar has only one string.
3: <laughs> you sound Chinese in. when you do it. You sound <laughs> Chinese because he is times. Chinese. Yes. <laughs> is it, but but here, here's here's the thing, right? Here's the thing when when th- those songs were like kind of gospel songs those those they were called hollers that they would do in the fields a lot of them weren't allowed to do the fucking hollers cuz they were slaves so they weren't allowed to sing like blues songs about devil got my woman and all this shit right um so so what it was was there were these um minstrel shows right minstrel shows and or or just music halls black people were not allowed to go there but they would hear the songs on the radio and some of them maybe were janitors or working on the, or, you know, working around the area. They liked the music. So what they did was they took these songs written by men, white men who were probably Jewish but being played by like hillbillies and that they liked. And so they played where they could, where they could play and they could go, which were these barrel houses, these, uh, these juke joints. And um, they took the songs and they made them into something else. And so Elvis comes along, and now he's he's hearing a copy of a copy of a copy, and and then he he uh, uh, interpreted him his way, which is basically for, for teenagers, you know, who liked black music. So, so the, the 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 sort of history of, of music, American music, it's it's a it is in a, in in its in its uh, in its essence cultural appropriation, but not in a bad way. It's actually the history of our country is that cultural appropriation is actually what makes us so creative. It's what makes us so unique is when you get a copy of a copy of a copy. You know, all these forms kind of come together and coalesce to create something. So he didn't steal anything. He, he was just part of that scene and said, man, I really fucking like this and I want to play it. And... Um, I think that he so, gets this. He gets this rap from you know the left don't like the movie because he's a fucking racist who's a who stole black music, and the right doesn't like the movie because he's not masculine enough or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing is, is like um, I don't know. I just think he gets this bad rap, and um, I, I just. I feel like you have to uh, stand up for it and say "fuck that shit." Yeah, you you hang out with even, black people, you even you, even you start to be, become culturally black. I don't know what to fucking say. You know, I mean, that's how I grew up. That's that's how that that's how you grew up, uh, Jay. And and uh, you, don't, you don't you're not like am I culturally appropriating? You just you just do the things you like. You know what I
1: mean? So yeah. what you're saying is that logic is taking hip hop back to the Jews. Is that is that what I that's what I got from all this? No. I
3: think. Well, if he wants to, well, I guess he fucking <laughs> should. I don't know. I mean, you know, I I think I think if anything, musicians should go back. I think anyone's music and and start from scratch because where we're at now is is you got nothing even close to Elvis. You got nothing close to it. You got nothing close to Michael Jackson. To me, to me, in my personal opinion, Elvis is God, and. Michael Jackson is Jesus. And there was nothing has come since to, to change the game at all. Nothing's even come close. My stepson told me that little Uzi Vert is a better singer than Elvis, even though he uses... Uh, he uses uh, auto-tune. Auto-tune. He still says he's a better singer than Elvis. Well, I think... I was going think- to...
0: Uh, let me just add real quick. It wow. seems to me that Elvis sort of lost his place as a cultural staple and as an icon in the same way that he was prior to say like 1990, right? In, in 2010, 2020, well, up until this movie anyway, kind of feels like Elvis was an afterthought for millennials and for Gen Z. Wasn't really any, you know, I, I don't think there was anybody really delving into Elvis. That was just kind of like your mom's hobby is Graceland right. collectibles yeah. that were yeah, yeah, yeah. on the wall. So, you know, it wasn't like this actual thing like Michael Jackson still, although Michael Jackson is even kind of petered out, I yeah. feel, yeah. A, as that sort of icon of music. So yeah. Baz Luhrmann's I, MJ will be amazing, hopefully <laughs> eight years. I think if you're a journalist
1: or a writer that has a blog and complains about a musician or an actor or someone that was alive third, no, not even, well, yeah, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and try to apply modern day sensitivities to what they did how they acted uh, it's just uh, showing that you are a shitty writer that lacks creativity because it's impossible to apply the sensibilities that we have right now to how things were handled where black people weren't even allowed to vote yeah so the fact that so the fact that they try to bring that in well because of what we know for racism now what he did when my parents weren't even born it's bad it's like that that's useless it's pointless what what, what's the point of even doing that he was
3: playing black music and in a sense it got people to go to the fucking record store and say hey man i want elvis you have any elvis well we're all out of elvis but if you like elvis i know some real shit right here this is where elvis got his shit from and actually boosted black music because Black people even in the nineteen fifties when Elvis is coming around couldn't couldn't perform in front of white people. They still had segregation. So right. you couldn't you couldn't even do you, you couldn't even you, you, you couldn't even like have black people playing with Elvis. And so what he did was elevate that, if anything. But the unique thing about Elvis is that he didn't just he, he wasn't just like, This is some black music I got, blah, blah, and and do like some little Richard shit. He fucking took he took black music and he took country western and he mixed these two together. And there's a there's a a, a great book, um by a uh if you guys wanna know the the, the, the the history of it, it's called In Tune, Charlie Patton and Jimmy Rogers, Roots of American Music. And uh that's a great book about how blues and country were like parallel with each other. Um, it comes from, um, the, it's, it's basically it's just uh, working class peoples um, who would, uh, not in the case of Charlie Patton, but in the case of Jimmy Rogers, was like working in a factory and everybody went on break together. So when everybody was on break together, you know, someone had a banjo, which is the original blues uh, instrument. It wasn't the guitar because the guitars at that time were still too expensive um, wasn't until you know Martin c- comes out with an affordable guitar in like the late eighteen hundreds, but uh, guitars didn't come affordable until like Stella and Gibson come around, where they where they cost like maybe twenty dollars as opposed to thirty dollars for a Martin. The guitar was was viewed as a um, expensive upper class instrument all the way back. You know, the the guitar originates in Spain, so you couldn't even afford a guitar back then. Yeah, everybody used the banjo because it was more. Uh, There's only uh, like
2: four strings on the banjo, so it's cheaper. Yeah, the six yeah. So to sh- the guitar,
3: that's where the finger picking comes in. The finger picking with the yeah, exactly. You, you you pay more for the other two strings, yeah. but you you. You uh, and in fact the five string uh, banjo was created in America, but that was the original like blues instrument. You don't get the real actual blues until Bessie Smith comes out with Honey Boy Blues. That's when blues becomes like an actual term. Before blues, it was it was called ragtime. Bessie Smith was the first like transcendent black artist that that uh, uh, transcended into to to the white culture, and they started listening to. To her music. But before that it was just called Ragtime.
4: God damn Anthony, you could seriously work with like <laughs> antique throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I played this music. I play I play Roots music all the time and I feel like if I'm gonna play it I should know the history of it. You know I don't want to just play Robert Johnson and Charlie Patton tunes and not know like what the fuck I'm doing or where the fuck it comes from Respect. But, but but you know so so i I've done research on it and and some of the, some of the stuff it's like pre 2016 I was like trying to write a uh, a script about um Robert Johnson in the uh in the sort of style of like a Belle de jour type um thing, and with a Anthony Burgess barrel house speak where no one knew what the, anybody was really saying um because there was a type of lingo in the country uh, barrel house music and i remember reading this book about talking about how the white artists were actually the ones who created the music that we all know that we all sort of like think of as like black music mm. and i remember putting that book down being like this is fucking bullshit this is terrible but then you realize like all these people including the guy who wrote this book this this uh, last train to memphis he also wrote a book on robert johnson which i have called searching for robert johnson um uh, it's called have you seen I, Crossroads? I like Going Home Searching for <laughs> and it was one of those books that I that I like it <laughs> was not in Crossroads but have you seen I, Cro- no have you, it's, have you it's, seen it's a book that at the time I put down because I was like I was a, I was sort of like I was sort of like uh, taken aback by the information in there because you want to like believe in this myth and that's one thing that Baz Luhrmann in, this, in the movie creates is this myth of 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 Elvis the because at this point it's kind of shouldn't like you should be know,
2: enjoying what you're watching
3: yeah, which well, is exactly
2: what everyone you know complains about in the reviews, which completely miss the point. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, it's not realistic enough, and it's it's right. it's very funny when you're reviewing something and you're knocking it for what it is not. You know, like you. Yeah, and I think you know to lower us this point too about cultural icons. I really think there is a push, just to not have them in general. You know, so you're going to the mainstream narrative is going to tear down. Things like Elvis or Michael Jackson, or you know, I mean, imagine if there's an R Kelly movie, you know, <laughs> that Russell Lerman does. You know, like it's, every oh, wow. every person is flawed, you know. But like the imagination is what you know they want to um, dismantle, I guess, to kind of keep you mired in the day to day pain.
4: Well, you know? what I learned what I learned about this film. Was that Elvis is quite possibly the most celebrated pedophile of all time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't. He wait, didn't, wait, wait. He didn't Hold fuck on, her. They, he didn't fuck her at fourteen. He 14 Hold up. on. Before, yeah, we exactly. go, before we go into <laughs> we can't. We can't judge. Wait, wait. Right, right. I, I, know, I know. I know you're laws waiting now. to get to this, Hans. I know you're no, no, fucking no, waiting no, to get no, to this. No, 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 no,
1: not even. Like I was gonna say before we get into him figuring this I want to go back to. I, I want to go That's back. The, to there's Crossroads.
2: the Holy Spirit. R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, and
4: Elvis. And the, I want to back <laughs> there you to, go. The to, Trinity.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're forgetting Jerry was... Lee Lewis. Oh yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, Jerry Lee Lewis. You're forgetting <laughs> Chuck Berry. You're forgetting like like the time changed. that, Chuck that Berry. These guys Chuck boy, are did he love up.
0: watching a woman shit, huh? He he was <laughs> yeah. the guy who stashed <laughs> cameras in the. By the way, speaking of myths and legends. You know, little Crossroads. Richard, li- no little Richard, <laughs> there's this misconception that he's a gay man. He's not, he's just a massive cuckold. He was arrested for being cuckolded. He was watching his girlfriend hook up with a man in his own vehicle, and they said, "This is lewd. you're going to jail, little Richard." And they sent him to, to prison for a little bit of time. So
1: for watching
0: for watching just for watching. being. A cuck. Oh. Yeah, Listen, that was against the law back then.
1: Is, Wait, is that he... what Liberace was, too? <laughs> was Liberace also, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> he's like dog.
0: Baz Lerman, just a married, happy man. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I wanted to get into Crossroads. I was serious about this uh, because it's the first movie that I ever saw guitar playing that looked cool because I think Steve Vai is in it, and, or Vi Vai, how is his name? And, wow. and it stars uh, Danielle LaRusso from Karate Kid and he makes a deal with the devil in this Crossroads so that he can learn to play guitar. None of you guys seem familiar with it. I thought and you so were
0: talking about the Britney Spears movie, yeah. Crossroads. I
3: thought that. I oh. thought that, too. No, no, no. That no, would no. have I, been a much I, better joke, Hans. I, I know movie you're talking about. I know, I know Crossroads. Yeah, yeah. Crossroads is mocking good. That's a great Elvis. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not mocking <laughs> it. i was <laughs> supporting Hans,
0: it. Hans, did yeah, you watch that movie. Tom Arnold, uh, Roseanne Barr? No. Yeah. I slept no. with Elvis. I loved Elvis made for TV movie.
1: No, I saw the poster of it and I was like, do I really want to waste ninety minutes you up. pretending that Rosan is like or that there there are a couple that I need to be watched in the for 90
0: minutes now? I'm good. You probably would have been better served coming to this show watching that instead of the Bengali fucking Turkish <laughs> subtitles on that cam copy. Well.
1: Yeah. I didn't. we did it We
0: should do an episode of that maybe yeah that's
1: the only that's the only way that if everyone on
0: this panel it. agrees to watch that movie and show up <laughs> a month from today yes. then i'll we can cover that uh what do we got going on in the chat hans
1: okay, uh Bill the butcher says Elvis loved the sisters uh Troy will or just. <laughs> Just got out of seeing Elvis in prep for this. Also, a long goodbye to drunk on movies. Poured out a glass of Elijah Craig. I don't know what that is. While listening to the last episode. Uh, RIP drunk on movies. Cheers. Uh, 90s Ray Liotta could have been a good Elvis. Mm. Um, Not
3: bad. Not bad. Okay, here's what I'll say, Culturally speaking… Sixteen is not a very I mean, he, he met her at fourteen. Oh, okay. That was the other thing. Oh, that was boy. the one thing that they're talking about right. is that he met her when when she was fourteen and uh, He yeah, was well
4: groomed. Well groomed man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Well <laughs> quaffed.
3: Yeah, I,
1: I, you know, I. Think let's that... just say, let's just say, it wasn't seen as bad in, at that time. Well, let's was,
0: think was, about was, the yeah. nineteen fifties. Wasn't, wasn't like... Einstein like fucking and marrying his cousin? So look, everybody was was very degenerate and weird with their sexual proclivities back then. Elvis is no exception. All the great men were.
3: Yeah, I dude, mean, I you know, just, dude, that's I, traditionally, but uh, uh, Edgar Allan
0: <laughs> Poe. <laughs> Without defending it, it, I'm just <laughs> saying.
4: I mean, different times, different times.
3: Yeah, yeah. yep.
4: I can't
2: Wasn't judge.
3: That
4: long ago. How old was I mean, Muhammad's
1: wife? <laughs> Come on, guys! Are we really going to judge Nazis? It's been long enough. I
3: mean, I mean, I mean, how, I mean, you know, I mean, black people couldn't drink from the same water fountain, sure, at the same time. So, I mean, it's a totally different world from from yeah. you know, totally different norms. You're not gonna do that now and you can't judge someone who lived yesterday by today's standards. It's just it, it ain't fucking it ain't it, it, you know, it ain't it ain't fucking right. Yeah. The the parents, the, the guy, the 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 girl, uh Priscilla, her father was like a general. And he didn't fucking care. That's so fair. if anything was doing the same thing. You know, I mean we're 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 he was doing the same like, thing. That's he why. was like Michael Jackson too, though. He was like stunted. Like Michael Jackson was like a twelve year old till they fucking died. I mean, he was a brilliant mind, but I mean, like, like
0: a suspicious like personally,
3: mind. Personally, a suspicious <laughs> mind. I do love that in the movie that the entire look. I'm not. Yeah, you know, just just to make it fucking clear. I don't fucking like young people under than thirty. Like I think they're annoying, but but That's except for you, Dakota, almost fifty percent of this March. panel here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, sorry, I'm thirty eight years old, I'm almost to forty. I can't fucking I I, I get yeah, tired. He out. wasn't
1: allowed. He wasn't allowed to listen to music when he was young, like he said earlier. So uh, he's he's, he's uh, a man of age. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm you sorry. I, you're the you're the only person that I can make fun of for being
3: older than me. So you're. Gonna have to
1: take it. <laughs> I'm usually the oldest person here.
3: Wow. Well, yeah, you can't say anything. You can't sense. say anything to it because, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, there's there's really no excuse to it. I can't yeah. I can't excuse it, but I also can't judge it because I'm not a fucking libtard. I'm not gonna be like, well. well this actually, also, you know, like is, you're fucking. This, <laughs> like,
1: this is also a show where we celebrate like flawed artists, anyway. So
4: yeah, give me a fuck. So
1: man. it's give like, yeah. I mean, we care about what you do. I don't give a fuck what are you do with your personal life when yeah i mean if you life, fuck really- a
3: 14 year old right now like you know you're going to go to you're going to go to jail you're going to deserve it you're you're i don't think he fucked her when she was 14 i don't
0: know if that's true anthony you got to think about this new ezra miller thing right the parents are always in on it right they let they let yeah. ezra miller yeah. get uh very <laughs> close to that 12 year old native american girl in massachusetts and now they waited six years to say he's a bad guy we yeah. want a restraining order. oh we so six years money. ago, it was fine. Right, right,
3: right. Same thing with, with MJ. Like, he definitely did that shit. And 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 with boys, you know, so you're just like, well... But the parents were involved. I mean, they dropped their kids off at fucking Neverland yeah. and let them
0: Let me money. ask you something, though. Do you think that this movie is actually lacking because it doesn't delve too deep into that element or Elvis's drug addiction? Because I, I personally don't feel that way. I feel like you have... The, it, it's already set that the negative entity of the film is Colonel Tom Parker, and it's not about Elvis succumbing and becoming something that might be worse or on par with that. Yeah. It's the enduring legacy of this very talented man
3: I think, and the I think guy who helped him
0: get there, but was also uh, this negative presence.
3: I, I think these people that we talk about, like if you're living in a fucking yucca, or a goddamn trailer, and you're dating a 14 year old or you're dating your cousin, it's one thing. But if you're these guys who are completely disassociated from reality, who suffer from chronic back pain, suffer from, you know, like Prince, like Jackson, like Elvis, like you're looking for something to keep you going. You're looking for a type of innocence that is completely lost. One of the things that, 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 I was thinking about, like, why did he stay with this guy? Like, why did he stay with, with uh, the colonel when he was so toxic? And I think, like, you know, he met Nixon. He met, I mean, he met many people. I mean, Elvis met many people. He, he had a lot, of, uh, a lot of access. And I think that when you get that kind of access, I think that, that this kid from, you know, living in a fucking shack... Which, by the way, is up for auction in August. It's going for thirty grand. It is a it is a uh, assembled home that you can buy if you you know if you uh, if you are the highest bidder and you can create recreate his home, his actual home that he lived in anywhere you want. If you want to do it on Elvis Boulevard, you can. If you want to do it on your backyard, you can. Hans, but this is,
0: I think we, we got to do a fundraiser for Hans so he can finally come to the United States That's and right. live in Elvis's home.
3: <laughs> and and so when when you no. take <laughs> when, you, when no, you I mean I guess it's better <laughs> I guess it's better than living on a bus. But when no. you take this hey. simple kid, oh. this simple guy, and he's being introduced to all this weird shit. I think like. Colonel Tom Parker sounded like the best option mm-hmm. because the other options are like, what was he going to do? Be like a free agent? Yeah. Be exposed to all these like weird fucking no, people. He was going to
2: get people? sued for $8 million.
3: Well, that's what they, that that's what they put up. But like, and that's the other thing about fame. Cause you, he was surrounded by yes men. He was surrounded by like the Memphis mob who maybe they were helpful, but also I think they probably hindered him. You could have told him, like, look, yeah, it's $8 bucks, but, like, what you do is you go to Japan, you make $5 million a night or whatever it fucking was, you go to Europe, you pay him off in a year, and then you countersue him for using your image to make money. That's what you do. That's what a lawyer would tell you to do. Like, you just keep that dude wrapped up, and you, you end up fucking him. And and you get Cause your they
2: shit ended up, they did end up doing that. It just was after Elvis died.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what he could have done if he had the right people around him. But he was surrounded, like most famous people, surrounded by yes men.
0: Yeah. they. Yeah. they yeah. At so, least with the movie, it made it seem like his father mm-hmm. and those guys were pretty inept at that.
3: Uh yeah. And were just especially good they for were. camaraderie. They, they don't fucking know. They don't that's, know. Yeah. I'm gonna, they're just I'm gonna like, gonna make, I'm going to get work, 30 sorry. grand.
2: I'm going to make it work. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, just... Get
3: the doctor up here. We'll get him back. Yeah, exactly. That's no, really, He, he should have fu- left and said, hey, dude, we'll make that back in a year.
2: He says, He's get making the money up off
3: of back. your image. That's the only power he has is you. How did he die? Was it pills? It was pills, yeah.
2: No, it was love.
3: That's what got him, <laughs> That's what got him fat, too. <laughs>
0: That's what wow. Tom Hanks says, right? It's you. You killed him. You killed him with all, all your love. Um, you know, there's a four hour cut of this movie that has not been released. So I would like to hope that one day we do get that Baz Luhrmann full four hour, much like we got Zack Snyder's full four hour cut of Justice League, uh, that this will turn up on HBO Max someday. And they did shoot the meeting with Nixon and it was excised from the the final cut of the movie.
4: Who plays
1: Nixon?
0: Uh, That's a great question. I would love to see who they got to play Nixon.
4: So there could be this 10-minute shot of him slumped over on the toilet that Hans really wants. Yeah.
0: It could be. It yes. could exist. You know, the, with, the John Carpenter movie doesn't delve into his death either. They just kind of end on him talking to his shadow. yeah, And uh, that's about it. They Has any of these movies covering his life No, uh, look, gotten into the death?
3: No, no. Look, because, look, Elvis is God. <laughs> he is the God of America, whether you like it or not. This is a poor kid who had, a, who had no singing lessons, who had one of the most beautiful voices to have ever existed. And his presence made women cream their fucking pants until they cried because they felt guilty about it. And if you listen to his music, if you actually get into him, and don't don't have your, your, your bullshit irony that everyone puts into things anymore all, all the time. If you just fucking let it go and listen to this man's brilliance, you will understand that. And I, and I believe that fully. And and, I, I, you know, and and yeah, of course, like you said, you, know, you, can, you can look at Moses, you can look at anybody. You can fucking judge these people for who, they, who you know, what, what their faults were but uh, I don't want to see Elvis dying on a fucking toilet. Just like I don't want to see Sharon Tate being fucking stabbed in her belly while she's pregnant and about to have a child. I was at this, re- I was at this uh, the place I go to, Spaghetti Tavern, up here on the Upper West Side, and I was talking to this uh, bartender, Dennis, and we are talking about movies that we watch. and I always watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood during the summer, because it's just a good summer hangout movie. And he said he loved it. And there's this girl, she's a bartender, she was asking me what I liked about it. And she kind of had that attitude. I said, "I like that. It's 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 just a feel good movie. You can watch it and just kind of like hang out. And it's a good drinking movie. And it's a good just just kind of hang out movie." And she, and she said, "Oh, that's interesting. So so why? Well, how'd you feel about it?" She said, "I hated it." I said, "Why that?" She said, "Because uh, it, it was supposed to be about the Manson murders and they never showed it." I was like, "You want to see Quentin Tarantino?" <laughs> Do the fucking Manson murders? It's like that's fucking sick, man. Like I don't want to see. I know. He like, he, and she, she, she well, she said it was exploitative of fucking Margot Robbie. I'm like, oh, did they show her getting fucked in her ass like bare naked? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, how was it exploitative? And they couldn't fucking, they couldn't, they couldn't tell me. She couldn't tell me. She couldn't tell me how. It was exploitative because she was like, I asked her how it was exploitative. What do you mean by that word? And she was like, blah, 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 blah. she couldn't fucking do it.
0: Anthony, you were talking to like, a I don't, woman. I don't you expect, hold I don't on, you expected a woman thing. to have good taste and and <laughs> rational thoughts here. That was the yeah. first mistake, pal.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to see Elvis it. dying on People a fucking toilet. Joy, no, I listen.
0: I do agree with you. I think uh, for that kind of conclusion to this film would would be completely out of step and undignified for what they're trying to do is restore Elvis to that cultural template.
1: So you're saying you don't want a a death scene where the camera goes through the windows and then back and then zoom. It should have been like
0: uncut gems, but up his ass, you know, (laughs) and then out of his mouth. Yeah. That's what they should have done.
3: Or, or, or Michael Jackson sleeping with little boys. I don't want to see him sleeping in bed with little boys,
0: but hold on a second. That's much more part of Michael Jackson's legacy than what we're talking about with Elvis.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. It's true. It's true. Wait, so you don't want to see
1: a zine a, a where Sharon
3: Tate gets uh, stabbed in oh, yes. her stomach from Stop. the point of view of her feet, and also, <laughs> and, but also it. by Tarantino, which would just right. be like blood gushing out and fucking like, like it'd just be like, it'd be totally offensive and fucking inappropriate. Like, like I do believe that they're 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 you know I do believe in appropriateness. I I don't think that like. You know, movies should be showing like, you know, if you want to, if you check out that documentary, they don't even go into Priscilla talking about her being groomed or anything. I don't. If if you talk to her, the woman herself, she's not gonna be like, "I was fucking groomed by this guy." Like, she's not yeah. like that. She's like, "I fucking love this man. Like, I loved yeah, she was him." Stoked. Yeah, she was totally stoked. Like, like you know, I like, you know. Um, well, look, I mean.
2: You remember the Oscars where Kevin Costner gets up and he talks about seeing uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he talks for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he announces Jane Campion wins. and Then Jane Campion comes up and is like, well, that was very long. You know, like that is exactly where you're highlighting. You know, this male perspective of wanting to glorify and build up and then maybe the, uh, the opposite of tearing it down and bringing it back to reality saying oh well, that was long you know missing missing the point wanting it to be you know within what you think it should be versus being able to take in something that is fantasy you know like everything no nothing's fantasy every more, anymore anymore because you know there's just so, the the uh, distinction you know because of just posting and you know this sort of one-to-one kind of thing between our personalities and the art we create it's very hard to separate whereas you know back in elvis's time you could have someone who is an icon it's harder to do yeah. that now and the people come in and they say i don't want to see that anymore because that was all built on racism or sexism or whatever you know it's because it is fantasy you know they want to tear that off and you know yeah build, build something new i don't know but like
3: it's, no no it's it's womanized it's Definitely womanized, not. and that's what you see at the end of a, of a civilization is you see the women take over. And what a woman does if you've ever been with one long enough, even with a toxic one or with one you just don't get along with, what they, what they always do, what they always seem to do is they say, you know, you're a coward. You're not who you think you are. Now I've had sex with plenty of women like this that, that that I mean just casual encounter type shit where they're just like I see you for who you are, and you're like bitch you don't even fucking know, all you're doing is trying to tear me down, and that's what that's what we're in the society of. Uh, uh, the, this is tear down society. Yeah, it's a very Walter White like,
0: approach to handling a conversation with You're calling him a coward. You're not yeah. who you say. Man, that's
3: no that's. that's <laughs> This this is this is what this is what we're living in. We're living in I don't I I don't it's think it's one by I don't, by. They don't oh, want
2: you oh. to have they don't want to have anyone above you know it's like no yeah. cuz he did this or I I heard he did this. And it's like yeah but you know it's like nothing it's very sad to think we're going to live in a world where nothing is transcendent because you know I'm yeah. You know we've all made mistakes and I don't know the best no you're thing. no, no you're right keep, no keep, keep going brave. you got to keep being brave because it is scary and it's hard but like you know you know the truth and you have yeah. the joy, well, well, you know?
1: I and also if you're worrying too much about Brilliant. who you're Brilliant. going to offend who's going to take an issue with something i did or i'm afraid of putting something out because maybe they'll find out it's something that i did 30 years ago or whatever you restrict yourself on your art and what you're actually want to put out and then what comes out is just bland and regular and whatever so then it, it's just uh mediocrity that is presented as look at this new artist they're amazing because they have never done anything wrong and their twitter account is a month old right and that's shit because then you don't really get the quality or what that what the artist or the the creative person wants to put out because they're afraid of what they get in return and that's how we get a culture of bland movies that say nothing and do nothing music that sounds exactly the same as the next artist you just listen to a radio and it's like is this the same shit uh so i agree 100 percent with that because uh the most interesting people are people that have lived through shit and have gone through uh struggles and have have done maybe things that are not uh, uh, seen as uh, good to get where they are, but those are the most interesting artists. So if we lose that, then, which is, we we have, like I said, who are our icons now? Uh, who are yeah. the icons that are, they're doing something different that's never been done uh, before?
0: How about H- Hari Kondabalu from <laughs> yeah, The exactly. Problem with Apu? That's the alternative. Yeah. We've seen what the alternative looks like. It's Hari uh, Kondabalu. Alex
2: Garland's film career.
0: Oh God! What a fall off! I, mean, look, I didn't even really like Ex Machina, but
3: yeah, I don't. I, I didn't. Even, I I didn't even either. I like I I I didn't even either. I, I like. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Like, women are running it. I'm saying like there's probably men running it, but they're thinking like like they're thinking like they like a like they think it's a woman. The sa- it's want. the
2: safer. It's the safer route, and you've got right people that you don't wanna fucking die, you know, and you don't wanna, you know, be burnt and the stakes. So you are gonna be less likely to step out because you do feel like a lot has already been said and, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's uh Yeah, it's 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 not women. It's 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 the, the attitude. It's a yeah cultural
1: the, 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 just a, a cultural switch to mediocrity and well, well, you know it's, it's, everyone feminine, everyone gets it.
3: it's 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 what? a feminine it's a feminine like like perspective that's all i'm saying but it, like, but it's also it's... i
1: feel like it starts with whenever they got, got rid of and this might not be a popular sense but uh whenever they got rid of of like bullying and like having to win <laughs> to get a trophy and having to you know face the fact that you're not a perfect child and you don't grow up being sheltered from the realities of life that's the type of people that we get bland that think that they should be protected from everything right i think that they're not in control of anything and nothing is ever their fault i was bullied i was a fat kid i was giant but fat so i I know what it feels like to you know be put down by, by by your friends or whatever so dealing with that makes you have a stronger character that is being completely lost now because every everyone's treating everyone with bubble wrap and no one goes through struggle and then once they hit a wall or something because life sooner or later is going to throw a curveball at you and it's not you know you're not gonna get yeses all the time and then when you get that wall in front of you you don't know how to act or what to do because you've never been through a struggle like that or no one's ever said you know what maybe you're not good enough at this maybe you should try something else but instead it's like let's celebrate everything and let's just bring, bring everyone up because why not? Why would you be negative to someone? And it's like, everyone is not good at everything. And how are you supposed to find your thing? If everyone tells you that you're amazing at everything, when the reality is that maybe you're good at one or two things, you know? And,
3: and the myth of like cultural appropriation with Elvis is the same thing. Like, like the way they presented is like, he was some rich white kid who like went into a black neighborhood when he was living in projects and it's like the the um, the it's it's like the same thing throughout it's these people on high telling you that you don't know this thing cuz you are white and you have privilege but like you're living in a fucking trailer park you don't have any fucking privilege you you you're just like existing but these white people have never met a black people or a gay person or a Native American person in their fucking lives are telling you that you are fucking privileged. Like, yeah. fuck you. If from your little bullshit college degree perspective, you're fucking privileged. Don't tell me. I'm like, that's, not, that's not who we are.
0: Well, that's what they're doing. They're copy-pasting themselves onto you because you're, yeah. you have a shared similarity. Um yeah, fuck you. Why don't we get more into some of the creative choices of the film since we've been talking about, a lot about Elvis the Man, um, which I think has been very informal. But um, I think we should recalibrate and get back into the movie itself and to what you're talking about, Anthony, where Elvis is God. They certainly put that message through in this film where he's physically having uh, these women in the audience He's forcing a reaction yes. out of them beyond their control. It's one of my which, favorite,
3: one of my favorite scenes.
0: Yeah, I, was, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on this sort of uh, creative choice to see them kind of uh, making sounds that they don't even well, recognize from themselves.
3: Well, I watching loved, him perform. I love that scene where you're watching the women and you understand these pictures now. Of why these women are crying and screaming at the same time cuz they're so fucking horny and they feel so fucking guilty about it because they're all like these like christian girls these like good girls who are just like i'm creaming my fucking pants right, right. Now. and there's nothing Hold i can on. do Mario it. have you
0: caused a similar reaction with audiences in the past uh i've been i've been
4: told a couple things <laughs> by uh, people that that works And uh, it's real, which is the craziest like part of that scene is like, yeah, it was shot to look like extra crazy, but like that reaction is real. And like what uh, performers can like do, get that reaction out of, you know, uh, your audience is a, it is like a weird uh, kind of superpower and of course the most you know one of the most prolific like godlike figures in music is going to have done quite a bit of that
3: oh yeah what do you think yes, it that's would that's take good.
0: what do you think it would take for hans to get that sort of reaction out of a woman
3: play guitar and sing well uh, jesus
1: yeah I don't know I mean, if I, I want to have that reaction. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> hey, my pussy's wet for you. I was like, ah, that's that good. Nah, that sounds like a
4: machination. Like you should go.
3: I love get that, that the men love were get got, got so mad
0: about. it. <laughs> the yeah, men they got were, so bent yeah, out of shape.
4: Yeah, and they do get mad. They get extremely mad. But yes. It was like, uh, yeah, seeing that, seeing that was funny. But I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's like this real thing that is kind of. Uh, people don't like to talk about it's like uncomfortable they're like people's girlfriends want to like fuck people that like sing into a microphone or rap or like whatever it is it's like that works and it's worked since the beginning of fucking time so i don't i don't know like you could be mad about it but like it's uh it's an attraction thing that is real so yeah it is it's not going away
2: so it's, it's a masculine energy uh Displaying the, the feminine creativity, which is you know the yin yang and the everything. All of this, I
3: guess. And it, re- it reminded me of like when, when, when birds. That's what it's all about. <laughs> it, reminded me, it, it, it reminded me of like when birds do that fancy dancing. Yeah. And the female is like uh, totally fucking enraptured. Like, like that's what happens if you can sing and you can play and you're just somewhat good looking. Women will just that you see it happen. I've seen it happen. I was a performer on stage. I've seen it happen. I I got like the best women I ever met from doing that. And and they don't even they don't even know what they're falling in love with. They think they're falling in love with you. But then but then that, that, that that's what I was talking about earlier it was about like This like thing of deconstruction, where you know they fall in love with the guy on stage, and they get home and they go, "Well, this guy likes to get drunk," or or whatever it is. You know what happened to the big dick energy? (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly, exactly. This guy's a drunk. (laughs) This guy's a drunk. He's not so
2: great. He drinks a lot.
3: I'm like. Like, fucking, yeah, like, like you're, when you're an artist...
2: You gotta drink a lot.
3: Yeah, you look, I mean, <laughs> hey, if, if you fix toilets, that's great. I'm happy for you. If, if you're an engineer, awesome. But, like, when you're an artist, you have a special thing. And where we're at now is everybody terms themselves and thinks of themselves as artists, where most of them ain't shit, They don't know what they're doing, and they don't deserve to have the voice. But all they did was buy a fucking microphone and a camera, and now all of a sudden they think they're an artist. Yeah, anybody that
4: anybody that has ever called themselves an artist in the first person is 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 easy. Like, it's like a that that's like just shows you that there's no way that they are. I feel like. Like what about Dakota? Giveaway,
0: He's right. an actual artist. He's got his art right there oh, next no, 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 to him. No,
3: no, 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 like, no, no. Dakota, no, no, you're I'm a saying, fraud. Saying. No, no, no. I don't no, know. Okay. Listen, I don't I, know. I, I haven't referred to myself. Let, let, as let, no, no, no. Let, let, I'm an let, artist. Let, <laughs> let Mario, <laughs> the let artist. Let Mario let Mario speak on it because, because what Mario's getting at is, is correct.
4: I've always felt like it was a dead giveaway, but I will I've always referred to painters as literal artists. Like that's the term that I've always used. So when a painter says I'm an artist. I'm like, yeah, that's real. Like art class, like in school, like that's what I call art. But like when somebody is like, you know, a poet or a musician and they're, they're, they say I'm an artist, I'm almost like, no, you don't just pick that. Like you did not just like choose that right now. Like no, I don't buy it.
3: There's a difference, Mario, because you are an artist. I am an artist and everyone here is an artist. And there's a difference between the people that are speaking right now and then, then there's the difference uh and, th- and then there's everybody else. So
2: you need to and you can eating.
3: tell you can tell very immediately that someone who says that they are an artist is not an artist. Someone right. who 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 uh, who puffs their chest out and who has to like stress that they're an artist is like not an artist. Well,
2: it's like, who are you- but I'm, I'm
3: I'm at a point right now where I say I'm an artist because <laughs> I am a fucking artist. I don't get along. I if if I if I'm not creating, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't get along in this society. Uh-huh. And most of these people can get along in the society, but but what they do is they just crowd your fucking way. They crowd it, and so you have to like swim through these fucking people. Mm. And one of these things is like with acting or music, where it's like they look a certain way or they can play a certain thing. You know, acting is like the worst because you don't have to be talented at all. I can't famous. imagine. You know, so there's there's famous and then there's like an artist. And the artist is a person who has a vocation. You're called to this thing. Right. If you don't do it, it's going to be bad for everyone yeah. around. Yeah. And if you're living in a place where you can't create, you know, shit's going to get fucking crazy. You might get violent. You might get fucking destructive. Yeah. When you try to live a normal life, it ain't going to work. Like, when Elvis is around, like, there's not, like, just everybody else going, like, I'm playing a guitar, and they show this, right, by that little nerdy kid from that uh, other movie. The dog. Jimmy yeah. Smith's yeah. McVie so or something? Yeah. So, so, he tries, so, so this is a great, this is a great thing from this movie, is that he tries to be like Elvis, and he gets laughed off. Everyone's laughing at him. Yeah. Because he's trying to be Elvis. And this is, the, this is the terrible place where we are at, all of us, all five of us and even more of our friends that we all, that we all know and we, and we all like and we all share and we all fucking support because we, we see it, we know it, we, we, you, you know it when you see it. And what is happening is we are surrounded by people who are not that. You're, you're crowded by all this shit that isn't that. And so when yeah. you find the thing that is, you're like, that's the shit. That's the art. That's, that's an artist. That's right. a person who cannot live without creating. Yeah. And most people, even the most people that get famous, those are not those people. they they, they have no fucking business aside from nepotism or, uh, American express card for, for being there. And they're the ones getting the fucking way. And all I have to say to that is like, stand down, you know, let us fucking entertain you and let us fucking do our job because there's a place for everyone, you know? And and if you want, you know, there is also a place for the enjoyer for just liking it. That's why I love Mm -hmm. you. You don't have to be be a, a, you're creating
2: an alternative, uh, Boulevard of entertainment. You know,
3: which is, well yeah, yeah the but
2: the problem eye forever ago you know whenever yeah. i saw comfort systems i think i was just like wow this is different you know and like as you said thank you, know, you. It's, it's all the bullshit no i mean it's it's really cool and like i it's like true i like the little community of it you know even if it is just in a like or a share you know it's not like we talk all the time or anything but you know mario used some of my art for a single you know and i think that probably wouldn't have happened Yeah. See. I, hadn't been, I, I don't know who the orwells were you know I, mm-hmm. I i found out about you from from the from your podcast uh thing so you know like and you're on doing something new now which is awesome you know I mean, yeah. you, you're you, you talk a lot on your instagram about exactly what uh anthony just said that you can't do anything but this and like I feel that drive too you know it's it's like I I always tell my therapist I'm like I feel like there's some bit of myself that if I could just express to people they'd finally understand me and I think the closest I can do to that is is just the art you know and I think I assume that it's it's what it's like
3: for other people you know yeah Yeah. and they and they and they they you know they ending the podcast for me was a was a way of like going like you know what I'm I'm out I'm out of the Twitter thing. I'm out of the Instagram thing. I, I, I don't want to do it anymore because it's a distraction. It's a distraction yeah. from the work. And if you're looking at these things as more important than the work, you're fucked up. Yeah. Because all the, you know, yeah, you can make a great tweet. And I do think that there is a kind of an art <laughs> form in the, in the great tweet, in the viral tweet. But I also think, like like, that is so unimportant. It's disposable. It's so, yeah. It's yeah, bottom I rung. It.
0: And I, I feel, really. a, as far as podcasting goes, that's not that far from there. And yeah, just doing this I show do eats up a lot of time. People, you know, look, we're, this is not going out edited. This is all live. But sitting down, putting yourself in the headspace to do a show for two hours, you know, you're not going to be able to jump right back into editing or writing or whatever it might be uh, that your your main thing is. Uh, typically as you c- conclude the show or close out the show. So yeah, it eats up a lot of time. The research, a- the yeah. watching, yeah, it, it, it's all a great deal of work. And that doesn't even account for, well, you're also going to pay like 30 bucks a month for Libsyn, so you get enough, so it doesn't sound like a fucking tin can podcast and you're uploading 10 MB files or whatever it might be. Um, it's, uh, it is a distraction. But on the flip side, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, I feel like when I start to, uh, you know, knock things off my plate, that I generally become less productive. Like if I'm not doing 10 things, then I find myself doing either 10 things or or zero things. I get so unproductive if I don't have all these spinning plates where I can jump, leapfrog to them.
3: Yeah, you have to like regard this thing as a tool. It's your inertia. It's it's, It's just a tool. Other than that, right. it's, com- it's completely useless. Because if you go online for like five minutes or more, and you get depressed. Whether it's Twitter or Instagram, whatever it is. But when I get that guitar in my hand and I start fucking playing, I don't give a shit what it is. But that is real. And if we can get people to stop fucking logging on and hanging in to bullshit now you come to to a space like this because the way that I came to Jay the way that I came to low res was through his biography through his uh documentaries about uh, and and through through like you said comfort systems and stuff like that you go this is something this is something of substance and when you can well, recognize no that, agenda you know yeah and and you know it's never it's never like this show is never hammering like any, any fucking time you put on a podcast. It's always this political bullshit. And this is like a cancer in our culture that is like we have to be involved in the, in the politics and what's going on at the fucking Supreme Court. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Yeah. And if, if we can just disconnect from it and enjoy art for what it is, and not degenerative European bullshit. And I don't give a fuck. And, and I'm sorry, but I, I don't fucking like European art. I don't care if it comes from whoever. If it comes from your favorite, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Baz Lerman. Lerman. Oh, Lerman. Oh my God. <laughs> no way, Or any of these fucking Hello. stupid motherfuckers. Like, they don't fucking get it. And Baz Lerman at least fucking gets what he's doing. Yeah, he but he's Australian. He gets so, what he's doing. Uh, yeah, and, and Australians are, are very similar. American Australians culture? are are yeah. culturally yeah. similar to Americans. Yeah, they're culturally similar to America.
1: Uh, let, let me do a side side chat here or a side, however you say that. I, I'm not using the side sidebar. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, for everyone in the chat that's not familiar with Comfort Systems, uh, it's a sketch show that we did a couple of years ago, and it's in the channel. So just go through the videos there, and you'll be able to find what six episodes that we did.
0: No, we did we did ten. Oh, I ten directed nine of those did. episodes. It's kind of like a half episode I did not direct. Um, it, it's Neck, all there. Nick
3: Bomb says Noe makes hell films, and I'm, I'm, I absolutely agree with that. It's bullshit. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay.
0: Uh, no, hey, Hans. Good, good, good idea. Plugging there. Uh, again, let's just get back to Elvis the movie itself because I, I wanted to get to. Yeah. I, th- I feel like there's a lot of important conversations uh, happening here tonight, but Elvis the movie. What do you think this Elvis movie does in 2022? Do you think that 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 is going to counteract a lot of the issues that we've been talking about because it does take that hero worshipping approach, but it does it in a way that's so creatively, there's a creative integrity to it, where it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not one of these really sterilized biopics that's made in conjunction with the, even though it is, it's made with the Presley estate and Priscilla's, you know, watching eye over the shoulder of Baz Luhrmann. Um, I feel like that never once impeded upon the quality of the film or what the film was trying to do at any point. It never felt like one of these rocket man style uh, pictures that is uh, revved up to win awards and not offend anybody.
1: Well, that's why you need to hire an auteur like this guy, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know he's gonna bring something different than just, we have to be respectful and and, uh, make a straight biopic that's just going to be boring and who cares. Uh, I, I haven't seen Lincoln, for that same reason now because well number one i I don't care about lincoln so why would i watch a three-hour movie about lincoln but it's also uh this movie has his style so even though you're getting an elvis story it's in his style so it's different from what you're going to get from any other biopic that's just played straight right this one has so many different visual elements to it without mentioning any type of performance or anything or even the music just the visual style of it because it's what I could mostly see I couldn't really hear that well uh, but the visuals of it is very different from what you get from a biopic and if you get an, a creative director that has his own style and is just not making movie for, movies for money uh, you get a more interesting product like in this case where even if you don't give a fuck about Elvis like me I really I've never really been a fan but uh, this made me care for the story because it was presented in a way that wasn't just you know, pain by numbers, and then he did this, and this is just moving forward like that. Uh, he introduced a lot of different elements from his own style that I'm not a fan of, but for whatever reason, worked here. And taking those little risks, I think, is what makes movies stand out more than than just, you know, let's let's hire whatever director makes movies with a, a medium shot and a close-up shot and, and a wide, and that's it.
0: Yes, I completely agree. I, you know, when I was watching this, this movie is nothing similar to Elvis. But what I was thinking at the time as I was watching this, because I've been on a Bob Fosse kick recently, and watched all that jazz and cabaret and all these big musical epics that he directed in the late 70s and early 80s, is some of the editing, even though Baz Luhrmann's on another level entirely, the editing here uh, reminds me a bit of Star 80, which we've talked about plenty of times on the show. And it's not a musical biopic, but it is about, uh, I forget the Playboy Playmates, uh, real name, um, but she got involved with Peter Bogdanovich after leaving her pimp boyfriend from from Canada, and then he showed up and killed her one day. He was so pissed off. He was like, "Why are you dating the director of uh, Paper Moon? This is horrible. My life is over." And so he killed her and himself. Uh, it's a great movie. I recommend it. It's very disrespectful got my VHS to victim. Copy. Oh, really? Got
4: my VHS, yeah. Nice,
0: my awesome. Mail. I've got a I've got a magazine here. On uh, on Star eighty and uh, the article is written by Judith Rossner, who wrote "Looking for Mister Goodbar," the novel. Just a little tidbit here. This was only three bucks on eBay. I'm I'm one for collectibles myself. Um, oh yeah. There you think was... the editing
2: got lazier as the movie went on? Like I feel like that first half was really.
0: Yeah, it was, it was thought, much more energetic. I, th- I what like I don't it, feel it
2: was like point where I just felt, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to tear, you know, mm-hmm.
3: like... no, 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 I feel like it was a song. He edited it like it was a song.
0: Dorothy Stratton and the song starts Thank off really, yeah.
3: and, a, and a song starts off really fucking big. Yeah. And then in the middle, it kind of goes down and it ended with a crescendo. Mm-hmm. There's a really
2: nice shot where he says, "Send the doctor up," and he falls down. And you like think he dies, but then the TV just turns on, and I, I don't know why that like stuck in my memory so much. Like the screen goes black, but then it, the TV turns on, and it's almost like the fake out for his death. I feel like
0: yeah, no, you know, I like, I, got- I thought it was an intentional choice to steer away from that high-paced editing and the digital zooms where you can tell because the pixelation is is showing a little bit there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like when when the girls are screaming to like jump in on really.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like Final Cut Pro 101 is you go, it's the Ken Burns effect uh, in in a faster pace. Uh, What what my only problem was is around maybe like the last 30 or 40 minutes of the movie, it started to feel like they were making um, sloppier juxtapositions with what was happening in Elvis's life. And it was like, all right, shit, we have a lot to cram into these final days. We have to like do a greatest hits beat by beat here. Um, And it felt a little less sturdy than the preceding two hours.
2: Yeah. Like the wife leaving him scene was very like regular. Mm -hmm. and um,
0: There wasn't a build to it or anything. We see him making out with with many audience members, and then Tom Hanks grabs Elvis by—I don't know if you guys caught that. It was very like feminine, uh, uh, male, male hip grabbing as he's like escorting him out of one of these venues. It felt like Baz's little personal touch on yeah. the film. Yeah, did um, Brother's
2: throat get worn out from the singing or from
0: Baz Lerman? Ah, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: what you mean. Baz Lerman is a married man. He's a
0: married man with children, and he sleeps in a separate bed on a separate floor. Yeah, this family style, two beds. He just
1: he just yeah, loves yes. the Flintstones. He, he wants to be like Fred Flintstone, not sleep with his wife. <laughs> the,
2: Flintstone. <laughs> the Flintstones, Baz Luhrmann. Yeah,
1: oh, my <laughs> yes. God. Oh, fuck. we need it. Down for watching it. We need a, a remake <laughs> of the Flintstones. It's been long enough, right? They it did that. They years. did that with just, the guy from Still is, Standing. Uh, as Fred would be great.
0: Chris Pratt's yeah, that was friend.
1: Diva, it was Viva Rock Vegas, right? Yeah, Diva horrible. Rock Vegas,
0: Big piece of shit. They got Stephen Baldwin <laughs> to play Barney. We saw how that went. Oh yeah.
1: Didn't they get the uh, uh, Roasty to play Betty?
0: That's no. That was the oh, original. Sam. That was actually the first movie I ever oh, saw in theaters. The is that first Flintstones movie? They had Kyle McLaughlin as the bad guy.
1: Yeah, and uh, Halle Berry.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, neck bomb says Baz is the most masculine man of our times. That's honestly probably true. Uh, so, so Dakota, you said something earlier about creativity being feminine that Joshua from Grand Rapids, uh, took umbrage with. Do you want to unpack what you meant by that?
2: Can you read me his comment?
0: I think it was just creative femininity or something. And then a bunch of question marks and exclamation points. I think, points. Very um, upset.
2: there's a sort of rigidity that you might, uh, Associate with masculinity, and I mm. think creativity creativity involves breaking the rigidity, you know, so again, to uh, Anthony's point, you know, about women, you know it's it's more it's more of a feminine energy becoming rigid, and maybe the sort of opposite, which would be the masculine energy becoming more creative that they take umbrage with. So I think, you know, uh, obviously, if you're in a, if you are heterosexual and you're looking for someone, you know, you're going to want to relate to them. So if a guy, you know, is out working on a car all day, that might not work for you. But if if if, uh, if he picks up a guitar and shows you something creative in that way, that might be a little more resonant. That's what oh, yeah. I mean by that.
1: Well, you, you have to be vulnerable, right? To, exactly. to create right, something right, that's...
2: It's vulnerability yeah. within within the structure of the show you know it's right. here you are you paid money this is all very capitalist and whatever but then you are given this you know this opening into um the creative side or whatever so now,
1: do you guys feel no like we should
2: have gotten and... brother do not do you
0: get
1: do you guys feel like we should have gotten a Jetsons movies, movie? movie? <laughs> I feel like we
0: should. I like have. that your brain didn't leave the cartoons. This is a man who often quoted Wacky Races when we were shooting Mass State Lottery. <laughs>
1: That's another one that should be a real. Like, nobody I remembers they, that they, show, Hans. Nobody remembers Speed Racer. They That's bullshit. Racer. I
0: remembered Speed Racer when that movie came out. By the way, editing is probably on par with Speed Racer. What do you guys think of? Well, I guess we just call them the Wachowskis these days. Yeah. Mm. Is it Wachowski or Wachowski? I, I, the Wachowski, Wachowski.
2: <laughs> What about
0: him? I don't know. i was just gauging I, opinions here. What do we think? I liked I,
2: that. Uh, I liked that Matrix uh, remake or reboot. I, yeah. I, I liked it. I, oh, Honestly, I think once they became the adaptation haunt. style, beginning, you know, the sort of like, oh, we're making a movie thing. I, I, I was think really sad when I this... saw it though. So that whole middle part was like, like you know, mm. about it. They
1: they suffered the same fate as as Stephen King, who became boring after he uh, he stopped doing drugs, right? As soon as the Wachowskis Rachowskis uh, started being horny out loud, <laughs> their their movies just became kind of shit. Uh, and uh, because I do like Speed Racer, I think that movie is fun. It's not great, but it's fun. And visually, it's probably it probably looks like shit now. But I remember and when I first saw it visually, it was like, all right, I remember the show. This is this is fun. It's it's for children, right? <laughs> But every every attempt they have at creating something as big as what The Matrix won has failed horribly. Uh, and it started happening as soon as they just became horny out loud. So maybe that's... Yeah, that's I I there. still
0: think that other brother is faking it. So it's a, like a good marketing... <laughs> the other brother's the <laughs> that, I've I've long held that opinion. Uh, but the other one you can verify as early as like 2001 was seeing like a dominatrix and she... Like gradually pushed him into becoming a woman, and what that's what he got the off strength on.
2: Strength of two men. <laughs>
0: that's right, just like Elvis. The other one. Of- <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody who's watching right now, uh be sure to hit the like button. We're going to be closing out the show in just a little bit, and uh, also subscribe to Patreon.com/slash/Lores for exclusive episodes of this program. Like Hans, what do we just cover?
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh i don't even drink or do drugs anymore i don't know why my memory doesn't doesn't work um because you're old yeah you're right uh i don't
0: know what
2: the fuck did what we was do?
0: the last episode? can we someone look at the imdb or something and see what episode did 219 you know the
2: ben is shapiro movie? was that it
0: we did a few ben shapiro Shap- movies on this show no it wasn't that we didn't you know we should do what is a woman on this program no, oh, I don't know watching that shit for two you hours. <laughs> what, just fucking,
1: what's his name? The bearded guy just being like, mm, you think that?
2: Mm, well, isn't that, mm, I don't know.
0: I'm good. Mm.
2: Fucking... You need to do Fritz the Cat for uh, Hans-liking animation. I would love right. to do Fritz love... the Cat. Yeah.
0: I would love to do anything oh. Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just it... saw
4: Cool World for the first time.
0: Oh, what'd you think about awesome. that? That was dope. Cool World was a was a good, like, Roger Rabbit-style uh, feature from, what was it, the late 80s, early 90s, for those who might not be in the know. Uh, so the, yeah,
4: it's 92. It's
0: in the lore of uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Have any of you guys watched that movie? Yeah.
4: I mean, it wasn't no Fritz the Cat, but it was cool.
0: I actually, yeah, I hate everything Disney, and I kind of like that movie. So, Hans, did you ever get around to watching Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? It's on my,
1: well, it was on my key but my computer died so when i get it back i'm sure i'll watch it i had that and some asian animation that i I wanted to watch but uh not yet it's been recommended by everyone though i still have not seen a, a negative opinion on that movie so it should be at least fun
0: which probably means it's not going to hold up in a couple of months, and everyone's going to realize it was actually a piece of shit movie. Just like every movie <laughs> that never has any, like the Batman. Mario, you're a Batman fan. What did you think about this new Batman movie?
4: Dude, the second time I watched it, and I'm like a person that, like, like usually the second time I watch a movie that I kind of liked, I'll, it will, I'll be sold. Mm-hmm. Second go around. And I could barely get through it the second time yeah and i was uh, like I, batman- I was like fuck, fuck dude like cat one so yeah I, I mean i got I started
1: I got it more i started it and then every complaint that i've had since seeing it came up and i was just like i got
0: it was I, dude you if, could they, not notice if they it.
4: referred if they referred to batman as batman just once Instead of vengeance, twelve goddamn times. <laughs> like, I would I would have gone from like a fucking two and a half stars to like fucking four. Like, dude, just based on that, it drove me crazy.
0: Yeah. So what I, I said something on Twitter and Facebook here about that Batman movie that uh seemed to agitate more people on Facebook than it did on Twitter, which is that so that Batman movie they give you, like, the taxi driver Batman for two hours. And then in the last 45 minutes, he's Batman, the animated... He's the uplifting Batman. He's your favorite cartoon Batman. And it doesn't right. fit the tone. It doesn't fit the vibe. And they're trying to give you this uplifting hero. And I I, I put out this tweet that the Batman was... Uh, it wishes it was this Elvis movie, which feels like an important, big, staple Warner Brothers feature in my opinion anyway uh to the size of something like joker a couple of years ago which i thought right. stuck the landing oh, yeah. um and that's what what queued up a bunch of but did you know did you know he was stealing all of his music from black people in the comments or things of that you know uh people who who do like the the john lennon oh did you know john lennon beat his wife approach yeah, yeah. to to responding to anything related to that um the batman yes, i thought was
1: that's what made him better uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's what made these movies really feel i felt i felt that imagine on my knuckles mm. um i, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I found the, the episode list that we did so we did a, a she hate me episode
0: she hate uh, me. another classic movie did, best watch with elvis we did a
1: crimes of the future episode where we talked about both uh, the old and the new one mm-hmm. And then we did uh, one on the adapted works of George V. Higgins.
0: Oh, right. George V. Higgins. That's that's correct. We did do a show on Killing Them Softly and uh, The Friends of Eddie Coyle, which is available now at patreon.com slash um, Yeah, we did that live. I don't know. This kind of right. made me feel, though. And I talked about this on my show with Jack, uh, where we were talking about Stephen King's It, the book, and then the TV miniseries, and then uh, 2017 and 2019's films. Which is that Warner Brothers has this kind of storied lore in filmmaking that hasn't been reduced in the same way that something like Disney has where the, the creativity of it has become like so manufactured and synthetic and just disgusting. You know, it's like uh, it's, it's like when they swapped over to syrups for iced coffees at Dunkin Donuts for the flavors as opposed to the roast. It's just uh, very disgusting. And um, I feel like this movie is a good representation of how movies are still alive and kicking and how Warner Brothers is is a good entity and still a good, uh, 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 reliable source of great filmmaker first driven features that can be released to theaters. Do you mean movies as like a spectacle, like like what this movie is or just in general? Both. I think there's so I think this summer in particular has been like a good example of how that can still exist between this movie and Top Gun Maverick, which is still doing crazy numbers like it just, Elvis just narrowly came out in first place at the box office. I think it got like 31 million to Top Gun Maverick's 29 million, which is insane because Top Gun Maverick's been out for a month. And I think oh, we're at a billion already, right? Yes, it cracked a billion dollars. So I think we're kind Dude, of seeing I can't something. Believe
4: that? I can't even believe that. <laughs> uh, have
0: yeah. you have you seen Top Gun Maverick or?
4: No, I had no plans on. I don't think I'm. I don't think yeah, I'm it's watch so.
0: It it's a bit <laughs> out of nowhere because who gave a shit about Top Gun until like right. when did it come out? April, May. June, 80, you know?
1: It's bad. The first one's bad. bad. That's the what first one sucked. The first one was horrible. I watched it recently because I was like, oh, to prepare to do a uh, Top Gun Maverick episode. And then it was just like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was bored. And well, just everything was listen, so I'm not going to say, just...
0: I, I said it was horrible. I didn't mean it was horrible. I, it just wasn't what I was anticipating from this, again, this big movie that has uh, left a dent in the culture. I was like, oh, that's it. But I did wind up going on like a Tony Scott kick after that. And I really enjoyed how he essentially just remade it, but with NASCAR drivers as Days of Thunder. It's a very uh, visually beautiful film, and Tom Cruise is terrific in that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, t- so it kind of seems like we're, we're in a little bit of a cycle that's not dissimilar from what we saw in the late 20th century where you have less movies coming out, but when there's a big movie, it takes its time uh, fading from the public conscious. And I think Top Gun Maverick is like the first real example of this where it's been able to... Endure months and still remain number one and be this kind of culturally important movie for this time. I think Elvis could be something like that, but it really depends on how people take to this movie and what the drop is in the next couple of weeks.
2: There seems Are to be a to divide between the, the critics and the audience. Mm-hmm. I haven't read. I, after I saw it, I went to read reviews. It's almost hard to find a review. For whatever reason there was a lot of clickbaity baby stuff but I you know it was like uh Roger Ebert gave it like one or two and a half maybe one and a half it was and offer for just you know as as, as we've already talked about the sort of extra textual kind of com- gripes you know not really right saying it's like it doesn't gaudy, you know like, so, it's you know I mean that's my that's my complaint with Bob you use gaudy but
0: you
4: know it's like there's a time and place for everything yeah
3: so, yeah, for
0: yeah sure.
4: Elvis was like the gaudiest motherfucker to ever right.
0: <laughs>
1: it's it's criticism that has nothing to do with the movie, you know, yeah. you're criticizing external factors that the yeah, director that, that is
2: existing in the culture that you think it should you know it shouldn't exist. right.
1: In. Right. And you're attributing things that the director might not even have thought about when they were making the movie, just so that it fits whatever narrative that you're trying to push. And then after you're done reading the 500,000-word review, you're like, have, "Have did they say anything about the movie? Because they didn't tell me anything about what the movie does or what it accomplishes or what it does wrong. It's all about... The environment around it and what, what's the point just that?
0: like joker joker only got poor reviews because they thought it was the insult movie they thought oh p- the, the theaters are in danger because there's going to be a mass shooting um yeah it, it, it's not going to stand the test of time their criticisms uh, uh especially now but i do think that these movies will endure i think they will um only ripen with with time and age so um what do we got going on in the chat? I know we still got a pretty solid audience for one of these live shows anyway. Huh? I'm, I'm
4: chilling. How's, he's excited for Barbie. Oh, I boy. don't know if that's going to get me as jacked up as I was <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: You know what I do appreciate about uh, about this Barbie movie is uh, every time the set photos leak, you know they're in a, another extravagant Barbie-esque outfit. So we saw Cowgirl yes. Barbie and Ken... And rollerblading, Barbie and Ken, neon, yeah. In neon, yes. They are
2: get Ralph, get Ralph Bakshi on the show. Ralph Bakshi's very anti-energy, but he's probably an easy get for the show. He's been on a lot of YouTube podcasts.
0: Is that right? Isn't he like ninety years old? Isn't he gonna die soon? Should I just hold? You know what we we're trying and to do is
2: live forever. I
0: I was trying to get. I put out an inquiry to Mister. Uh John John Hinckley Jr. to to get on this program to talk about taxi driver. And uh yeah. it's, to date it seems like he's not interested. So that's a big missed opportunity. Uh maybe Ralph bakshi though. Maybe Ralph bakshi Uh we we uh yeah Dylan Dylan Smith is uh asking
1: uh you what do you think of David Saslav going around Warner Bros and slashing the departments?
0: Well, th- this is a little bit of a complex uh subject. So uh, a lot of the internal politics at warner brothers was uh responsible for things like that butchered joss whedon justice league cut and just very questionable decisions in general about what kind of movies to make and since discovery bought warner brothers and they've uh re um reconfigured their management it seems like they're going in more of a let's do single creative uh interesting films television shows etc unless people will like this people people might be into this hey they did this already why don't we do this now marvel all right let's do that woke shit let's go ahead and do that by the way we didn't really get into this but we got into a lot of like the racial politics of, of elvis do you guys feel like um this movie was woke or or any anything along those lines because i didn't especially feel that way but uh, that is a complaint that I have heard. Really? I, no, I, didn't, I didn't really
4: feel like... I didn't really what? feel bad at all.
0: I didn't feel like it had any type of
1: politics at all. I don't think it was presented in any way to make... The
0: only politics I noticed was when we opened to uh, Parker's office, there's a photo of Ronald Reagan on the wall. That's all. But there's also Lyndon B. Johnson. But yeah. yeah, That's about it. Felt like, Hmm. He says, well, that's why I, f- he says
2: I can get arrested for crossing the street. You're a famous white guy. No one's going to arrest you. Those are, those are politics, I guess. But like, it seemed, as, what seemed like baseline work for 2022. I
1: yeah. Guess. Yeah, it's just, it wasn't ham-fisted. Absolutely. It wasn't trying to shove a narrative down your throat. It was just like, this. it just exists. This is it, you know? So that's probably wow. one of the, the reasons why it works well, because it's not trying to, like for some type of narrative that it doesn't belong on, on the movie.
4: Yeah. There is no part where he's like, Priscilla, I can't, I can't sleep. I'm stealing. I'm stealing. stealing music. <laughs>
0: oh man. Uh, all right. What, all right. What What is he closing thoughts here on this Elvis feature, especially in comparison to uh, the rest of the movies that have been released in 2022 And maybe just in the past five years in general, because I feel like this is um, singled out to me anyway, as a certainly a worthwhile blockbuster that does not fit the mold of being an action film or superhero film, comic book oriented, or um, I guess you could make the argument Elvis is an IP, but not in the way that we typically use it. Um so but he why don't we
4: loved Captain Marvel.
0: <laughs> Captain Marvel Jr. He right. likes the boy
4: version of Captain <laughs> Elvis is a DC boy.
0: Uh, I'm glad they didn't call him Shazam. You know, it's just yes. retcon that into Shazam to promote the new Shazam movie and Black <laughs> oh, Adam so Fight. I said Shazam that played in, in front movie, of it. Done that. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we start with you, Dakota?
2: I mean it's great. I think uh, you know, it's an epic. I liked whoever said it was like Citizen Kane. It had that cool autobiographical autobiograph- aspect. Um, fuck, movies from the last five years that were, I don't know. I mean, I checked out. You know, like, I really, I don't watch Marvel movies. When they got bought by Disney, I said, I'm not going to watch these. You know, so I pretty much missed all, all those. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, is a, is a good movie and I'd be excited to revisit it or just see it again in theaters but um, yeah I mean I think and also the comparison with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I do like this trend of myth making that maybe it, unfortunately it seems people who have worked in film for over 30 years can do but hopefully more amateur people will start doing it too elevating and not just, you know, facing everything in cynicism. I mean, I love cynicism, but it's like, you do need to give people hope from time to time. And I felt like this was a very appropriate place to do it in a flawed, but also overall uplifting way. And um, yeah, just I mean, it made me want to get on stage, you know, I've got a couple shows coming up i'm excited to play them you know because uh i do want to move people um yeah okay. the way either the way baz did it or the way elvis did it you know it doesn't matter and um yeah just giving people hope and like especially him just choosing to perform the way he wanted to early on at the at that baseball field show you know that was a really cool scene you know where he yeah he had to pick and he had to pay the price of that, but then, you know, he uh, finds love overseas. So I think I don't think Elvis always did the hard thing, but you know, he did have to sort of make some hard decisions. We didn't really talk about it too much, but like the Christmas special kind of being uh, hijacked by his new crew, all those things were important, you know, and eventually it did get to him. It was a biopic, so you know it had to end a certain way, but Those sort of instances when Elvis was able to transcend the colonel or uh, the way people were looking at him is powerful. And I think uh, Baz did a good job of capturing that. And and Baz Pyle was also expressing something about himself through it, too. Even though it's harder to say because it is like a blockbuster. He's not like an introspective director. You know, he's still like, but he's like, this is what I do. And it's working. So...
4: Good for elvis good for
0: Boz, good for art very well said um how about you mario
4: well i can't wait for elvis too <laughs> 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 i'm excited um i'm all good with austin butler he's all good with me um he did a great job and uh i'm now i'm like down with him you know before yeah. And I got to stop judging shit off trailers because I saw this trailer and I was like, man, I don't give a fuck about seeing this. And then I was Mm. like, no, no. You know, people I trust, like you are saying, this is a good movie. And I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to go see this. And I fucking loved it. So I really just got to be careful about when I see, you know, the set photos, even like Barbie, like who the fuck knows, dude. So (laughs) I'll probably see Barbie. Like, and like, uh, I might, I might love it. So gonna try to keep an open mind going forward I guess this movie kind of like I don't know it might have taught me a lesson
0: (laughs) well I you know I don't think that the trailers were necessarily misleading but it certainly amped up a lot of the elements of the film that could have been make or break like the even Tom Hanks a lot of people criticize Tom I criticize Tom Hanks on this show but his his version of uh, Colonel Tom Parker is not as cartoonish as what you see in the trailers uh mm. that that came out and preceded this film uh he's you know he's much more even toned as this character it's just the makeup i think really makes yeah. it go over the top at times um and and yeah i i uh i completely agree although i i was sold on the trailers just because i like baz hans mm. you saw the worst possible version of this movie and you still see him on board with it which i maybe it's just <laughs> like a testament to how good the film is um did you guys hear about Austin Butler punching Ezra Miller at a bar? I hope that's not bullshit. I hope I didn't just interrupt the show with that that little. I t- hope 100%. he killed.
4: I hope he killed him.
0: <laughs> you know, two people uh, just came out and said said some more nasty things about Ezra Miller. So, like, there's going to be a victim count of about a hundred <laughs> by the end of this year. I, I can't wait. Uh, Listen, huh, he should have
4: went down when he fucking. Hip toss that woman on video. Oh yeah, right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Girl from Finland,
1: I think it was, or some one of those countries over there where it's just yeah, that should have been a that should
4: have been a bigger deal. But he But he had that Flash
0: movie. That's good insurance. Warner Brothers will cover up any story if they have a flash movie starring you two versions of you. So that's really
1: yeah. I'm just just surprised that they they haven't released it like tomorrow, just so that they can get ahead of everything else that's gonna come out. I
0: really think there's a good opportunity this movie gets released just like how the interview the seth rogan james franco movie got released. remember when north korea north korea it was yeah. bullshit it was a fake fucking story yeah. hacked the sony yeah. emails and put that out online and then they were like oh we did this because we don't want the interview to be released right and so they were just like you know just put it up on amazon prime or something on christmas eve and it was a massive hit because people, people in america were like well no fuck you we'll we'll watch I'll this watch movie you're not going to tell us not to watch this movie you <laughs> asshole um, yeah they'll probably and do something it's just
1: like a, a bland comedy yeah it's just a forgettable funny. comedy yeah
0: <laughs> uh they they will probably do something like that with this flash movie if it continues to ramp up and it'll just wind up on hbo max
1: yeah i think uh the reason why this movie works is because he was the perfect director to direct something like this something flamboyant and big and loud and and uh even though i'm not a huge fan of of musicals or movies that have a lot of people singing and shit like that uh his style works really well with this movie and uh uh it it made it more than just a, a regular biopic and maybe that's why I, I enjoyed it i i'll probably watch it once i can get a, a decent copy to get a better idea of of what's going on but at least visually i was i was uh entertained by it and uh i feel like yeah his style uh, works perfectly with the type of artist that Elvis was.
0: Now, Hans, did you have any thoughts on the special effect where they put the dollars in the blender and then the dollars flew all over the kitchen?
1: Oh, that, I don't know. That didn't, I mean, it's it's difficult for me to say because my coffee was so bad and I couldn't tell if it was dollars or if it was like Taiwanese money, like the, the subtitles that I was seeing. So I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you once I have a a decent HD copy of it because
0: July fourteenth
1: no look great. Yeah, fifteenth.
0: Yes, July fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, Anthony, yeah. close us out in terms of thoughts on this Elvis feature film.
3: Well, I think um, if you're not into Elvis, you should be. <laughs> and. Um, and i think um this is a kind of movie that uh that is a like i said before is an homage to someone who you can never touch someone who changed our culture in a way Mm. that I think is uh, very much for the good. And I think that if you if you want to know what America is about look no further than Elvis. And there's plenty of books Mm. and there's plenty of movies and there's plenty of things that you can ingest that give you the sense of like why this person was so big, why he was so sort of like monumental to who we are. This is a poor boy from a poor land who made it to the very top. And he was only sidetracked by the one person who he thought he could trust. And don't believe the bullshit, the deconstructive bullshit that you read. This was a person that transcended existence and still does to this day. And if you don't get it, then you don't get this land. You don't get America. You don't get who we are. And you have no business trying to stick your nose in it, go somewhere else. Fuck you to Europe and anybody else who fucking thinks that and, and all those hey. people, all those people who think right. that they can, they, they, Lord that they can, mercy. uh, <laughs> that they can fucking, um, they 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 like they can flex no because our you know because we all everyone always talks about evola and all these like people that you should be reading these european bullshit look no further than elvis he's a beautiful person a beautiful spirit who tried to be bring people together bring us all together And anybody who tries to deconstruct that go fuck yourself well said, Anthony. Uh, Shit. Yeah, it is I, I, well it said. Is it is well said because, uh, you know, everybody else, they want to, you know, you want to you wanna fuck around. Go, you know, fuck yourself, man. Pick up a fucking guitar and try to bring people to you. Try to bring people to you like he did to him. You'll never fucking accomplish it. You'll never do what he did. You'll never even come close. None of us will. And, and... um. You know, what What Baz Lerman did with this movie is create this myth that you will never come close to being. And this person actually existed in, 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 in maybe, n- probably none of our times. This guy died, what, 79 or whatever it was? Like, you'll never come close to it. Never even touch it. But this person lived. This person mattered. And uh, listen to his music and be carried by it. It 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 will it will enlighten you, much further than and any fucking political, fucking uh, analysis will ever do. Which is what's yeah. popular now. You're hitting on, you're is, hitting on is, the is, Kaufman is,
2: thing, you know, which is you just gotta do what you do, and people will come to you. You know, I mean, yeah. He 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 died young too, and uh, I mean, he's amazing. I love Kaufman too. I love Elvis. Mm. Ultimately. What's the point, you know, do you want to be transcended or do you want to be popular? You know, I mean, maybe you can be both, but, you know, it's like, there's always going to be a lens that can look at you bad, but if you just stick it, stick, keep doing what you're doing, you know, I think that's what you're saying about, that's what America is, you know, you got to kind of cut into the unknown and, you know, it can lead to some really beautiful things.
3: And, and, and uh, just like Elvis, stay unknown. Don't let people fucking yeah pin you to who you are. Fuck them. You're they always you know who you are. Yourself. They think they yeah. they they want to uh, tell you uh, or uh, tell people who you are. Fuck that shit. You don't have to fucking be defined by that. In in the sense the the podcast is this like uh, exposure of yourself. Fuck that. Leave the mystery of yourself. You know you know you you leave a little bits here and there. But you don't have to fucking expose everything. Yeah. You know, it's like have a little mystery. That's what America's all about. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie and this man is all about. You'll never be able to touch him. You'll be able to come close to him. Do that with yourself. You know, touch yourself. And, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, all right. I think that has been uh, this episode. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put uh, everybody's links in the description of this show as it goes uh, public on YouTube. So uh, thank you guys for coming on tonight. We had thank you, dude, Anthony Slothman, Cisco, one of the great actors, directors, uh, retired, semi-retired, perhaps podcasters around, Mario Cuomo, an amazing lead singer, artist. I'll use that word, Oh, artist.
4: shit. <laughs> yeah. You said it, not me. Yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, Dakota Proctor, another amazing artist in a different fashion, uh, who is on my wall, which nobody can see right now, across from me. And I plan on adding uh, uh, more of your works to my wall very soon. Hans, you're, you're an okay fella. And yeah. uh, that, that, has been, <laughs> that has been movies for this week. Thank you guys for, you. for joining me here and uh thank you for listening flying higher
3: in a sky
0: more blue if i can dream of
4: a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand Tell me And understanding sometimes. Strong wind of promise That will blow away All the doubt And fear If I can dream Of a warmer sun Where
0: hope keeps shining Or ever be one till